I'll never pull my pork again. Why are there so many disgusting masturbatory terms? Masturbatory? Yeah. I don't know. Pull what? my pork, uh, or, 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 um, uh, yank your noodle, untether the rope. That's not too bad. Um, I just don't like him saying it because he's like greasy. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, I don't want to have to think about that, like, at all. <laughs> Hi. Howdy. This is. Mago Movie Madness, episode four. Welcome, guys. I'm Tim. I'm Ryan. And we are doing Detroit Rock City today, baby. Yeah. If you watch the movie, you know what we're talking about at the beginning. (laughs) The final movie of Films for Music Fans, uh, in our first month as well. Yeah. We are taking a new approach to how we're going to kind of lay out the month in the movies. And we talked about this before. So you're listening to this. If If you're listening to this when it came out... On the 31st, then you'll know if you are following us on Twitter and Instagram, again, at Mangle Movie Pod, that yesterday, the 30th, we posted a tweet and an Instagram post about what next month's movies will be Mm -hmm. and what all four of them are. So next month's theme is, you know, I call it human hunting, but I feel uh, like that's uh, human hunting for sport. Okay. Not necessarily, because, I mean, there's lots of movies where, like, I mean, you could technically turn any serial killer movie into a human hunting movie. Kill folks for fun? Yeah. Kill folks for funsies month? (laughs) For funsies. (laughs) I kind of like that. Kill folks for funsies. Killing folks for funsies month. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Make films or music fans month. They'll have to have Fs, F alliterations. The idea with this is it's going to be about movies where people are hunting people, but not necessarily, like, any action plot where someone has to kill someone for a reason yeah or like a not necessarily like serial killers or anything like that or like people who are just generally i guess killing for fun it's more so like a, a setup scenario where humans are being hunted yeah they're twisted takes on such ideas so we're talking about things like where they're being killed for fun for sport for entertainment for television so this so since this is only the fourth episode i'll let you guys know that we are doing that because we want you guys to be interactive with us uh we want to we want i want to give more time to give to people yeah to send in yeah stuff so i feel like also just revealing what all the movies are outright is going to be better Mm -hmm. so instead of just going week by week because you know Mm -hmm. at the by week four you'll have like you'll have have if you're interested have had a full month to watch a movie Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about it yeah you know or if you're just watching it to watch it and then keep up with the podcast and understand what we're talking about yeah if you guys have any information on the movie that you would generally think that you think maybe we wouldn't know and that we should know uh, and talk about on the podcast, then, you know, please send that into us at our email at triple M podcast at outlook dot com. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, that that's what's happening. And you if you're following us on Twitter, it's just another encouragement to follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Mangle Movie Pod, because you'll have all that information ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And if you would have had this a day earlier. If you're just listening to this and finding out. Strike Rock City, 
Detroit. In 1978, when disco was on top, these guys partied to a different beat. Don't you know what KISS stands for? Knights in Satan's service. We just watched Dan's mom torch our KISS tickets. Nobody's missing that concert tomorrow night. We're not stealing my mom's car. Damn right we are. The paint! The night is young, filled with possibilities. Beth? Yes? Oh! Hey, you little corpse. Give me a KISS tickets or I'll pop your faces in. KISS! <laughs> You're the coolest. Detroit Rock City. It's a girl walking along the side of the highway. We should pull over and help her out. I mean, they, they make scary movies that start out like that. Hey, but, but they make porno movies that start out like that. Too, Released man. in 1999, August 13th. And like you were saying, they <laughs> it was hard. It was probably hard for them to make a, a kiss movie in the '90s when they're kind of already all yeah, washed was, up. That's <laughs> what I was saying. Was like how? Because like when did look at would look it up come out? Like eighty? Was it eighty? Oh man, I want to say eighty or eighty one. Eighty three. The album cover was they had no makeup on, and mm-hmm. it was like a big deal. Kiss took off their makeup, and now they're now they're just people. Now they're just Gene Paul. Paul <laughs> and Peter. Peter, yeah. Peter. 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 So at that point, people were like, Kiss isn't cool anymore. And that was 1983. This movie came out in 1999. Yeah. And they made Kiss cool again. Did they? I mean, they, they made, made they made rock cool they again. They made you remember how cool Kiss was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that you have to put into perspective watching this in 2019 this movie being filmed in 1999 and the movie taking place in 1978 yeah in terms of really everything like you have to really take account for everything yeah because it's an it's a completely different era that's replicating an era where the music is completely different like you don't have the I mean you still they're still around but you don't have the the hair bands anymore. Yeah. You don't have the uh the glam rock anymore. You don't have like all that all, all that stuff has passed over and now you have to get a new generation of kids which is funny cuz cuz this is also 99 is pretty much post grunge too. This is the beginning of new metal. Yeah, this is Deftones era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, White Pony came out this era, didn't it? No. 1999. Um, no, not White Pony. Um, around the Fur? Yeah, Around the Fur. Okay. No, yeah. even before Around the Fur. What came out before that? Oh, oh, uh, Adrenaline? Yeah, Adrenaline. Yeah, the okay. one with the... the with the anima? Yeah, the <laughs> anyone up for an anima? <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference for you guys <laughs> who watched the movie. At least my mom didn't give birth to me while she was on LSD. It was shrooms, man. Shrooms, man. So let's talk about the people who produced the movie. Directors, writers, producers. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. And rolling sound. Quiet. Here we go. Ready? Speed. Speed. 1.67. Ready? And starting right on the lens. Ready? Okay. And, and action. 
So this movie was directed by Adam Rifkin. Adam Rifkin, he directed Director's Cut. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I don't know about this one. Um, it's got he, Missy Pyle in it. Yeah, he's worked as a writer for quite a few movies as oh, well. Oh, Penn. Penn Gillette's in it. Okay, yeah. so this is like a magic movie, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he worked on a movie in 2007 called Homo Erectus, <laughs> oh, which I think is a National that. Lampoon movie. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. It's like the least popular. It's the one no one ever remembers. He directed... Oh, he wrote Knucklehead, which is the... Is that the movie with the big show? Oh, it he directed is. The Chase. I haven't seen The Chase. With uh, Charlie Sheen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite of his, in his director credit, which is uh, written by... He did Small Soldiers. <laughs> yep. Small Soldiers is a great big movie. I don't know what it has been with the past few movies that we've been watching or what it what it's with. with uh, You're going to talk about Bone Chillers? <laughs> Bone Chillers? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about like how di- the directors have ties to horror. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was going to talk about that, but it was, I was gonna, episodes of Bone Chillers. As I was well going to mention. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, Bone Chillers and Psycho Cop Returns. <laughs> <laughs> oh no wonder no one remembers Homo Erectus. It came out in 07. Yeah. Speaking of movies, he was involved with that came out in 07. That underdog movie with Jason Lee. Yeah, he wrote. He was a writer for that. Yeah, dude, he was a writer for. Um, do you remember that movie Zoom, where it's like the, oh, it had um, what's his name? I remember Herbie Fully Loaded. I don't remember Zoom. You don't remember? Where it's the superheroes, where the superhero team is led by uh, Tim Allen. Oh, what's that? No, I'm thinking of uh, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> I no, I haven't. I haven't heard of Zoom. Oh, dude, no. Um. Yeah, I think it's. I think Tim Allen plays like a former superhero that then puts together a team of like superhero kids it's been a sky long high seen it. yeah i mean it's basically sky high if they weren't actually in school yeah <laughs> that's true I, I, sorry, I actually like sky high a lot the it's do you bad. watch tacoma fd at all uh no i don't oh uh, uh, the the dude mcconkey the head of the firehouse is uh was the bus driver in sky high i was trying oh, to figure out yeah. where i remembered him from Adam Rifkin has done a lot. He's done a lot. He has 24 credits as a director to his name, whether it's uh, involvement in writing or screenplay or what have you. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of hits under his belt necessarily. Uh, yeah. I, probably the the one that people would recognize him most for is Small Soldiers. Yeah. And maybe um, maybe Underdog. But I don't know what Zoom is. Maybe I mean, Zoom I would has think more that of a cult Detroit- following. I would think that Detroit Rock City is a fairly popular movie. So uh, among his movies, he's probably most known for that one and uh, the last movie star, Small Soldiers. Although he, I mean, as a director, he's probably most well known for Detroit Rock City. Yeah. He is uh, is also involved in a documentary called Giuseppe Makes a Movie, which came out in 2014, which is about... uh, Giuseppe Andrews, the actor Giuseppe Andrews, filming movies in the trailer park where he grew up in in Ventura. And he plays the character. We'll, we'll talk about more in the, the casting. He is Lex in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Sounds like Zack and Mary make a porno. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I thought, you know, it's going to be someone who has a lot of credits and did a lot of notable movies, or it's going to be someone who, like, like everyone with the commitments, yeah. like just they did the commitments and then that was it. They went on to actually work in the music industry instead. Yeah. But he has a lot of stuff to him, but not a lot of stuff that I've heard of before. 
I've heard of Knucklehead. I've heard of Homo Erectus. I've heard of Underdog. Honestly, most music-related movies from around this time and earlier on have become cult hits, where I feel like nowadays music movies are more are way bigger productions. Yeah. Like Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody and um, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, all these movies nowadays, it's less focused on... Well, and... We're not getting the crazy. Well, I don't know. We are because we got the dirt. That's the crazy kind of rock yeah. and roll story. But they're way bigger productions now. So the writer for this uh, was Carl Dupre. Carl Dupre has done a lot of horror movies. A yeah, lot, uh, it seems he was on Hellraiser, and he was in the editorial department oh, man, for he Scream Two, on the Prophecy Three. I love the Prophecy movies. Oh really? Christopher Walken plays the Angel of Death. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. I'm here to start the rapture. <laughs> oh, man, that poster doesn't look good, but neither does that movie. But that's okay, because I like Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> so He wrote, uh, yeah, he was involved in writing with Detroit Rock City. He also did episodes of Bone Chillers. So if he was involved in The Chase, that means he has worked with... Um he has worked with Adam Rifkin previously. Yes, well, he also did some of the same episodes of Bone Chillers that he did. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser, Hellworld, the short in 2017, Urgent, was most recently what he did. And uh, one I wanted to bring up, because, yeah, he was in the editorial department for Scream 2. He was also in the editorial department for Mimic. Yeah. Which is about the big alien roaches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that movie is uh, is the one that exists. <laughs> he has one director credit that is also to the short Urgent, which came out in 2017. Yeah, he... Uh he did not work on any of the good Hellraiser movies. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first are those like straight to video ones? Uh, I don't know if these were straight to video or if they were made for TV. Because there were a couple that were straight to video, a couple that were made for TV. The only really like the first like three or even four are actually good. Mm. Michael DeLuca is your executive producer of this movie. Mm-hmm. He has done Captain Phillips, Brothers, Moneyball, The Social Network. He's he's a he's an all around uh, very talented. He's on a lot of films. He it looks like he started his career uh, as executive producer in 1990 for Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Oh, really? And then did Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Did a bunch of horror movies. Pretty much at first, he did The Mask, which isn't really a horror movie, but Deep Cover, Last Man Standing, In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, he did Mouth of Madness. Yeah, nice. Dark City. Lost in Space, Blade, Presentville, American History, X, Austin The original Powers. Blade or the newer Blade? Blade, 1998. Okay. Uh, and he's uncredited in that one. Oh, he also worked on Dracula Untold? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Ghost Rider. A lot of stuff. Is Rush Hour 2. Ghost Rider? Oh, yeah. He worked on the second Ghost Rider. Oh. Which is even worse. He also oh. worked on the first Ghost Rider. As Did a pro- he? As a producer, not executive producer. Oh, man, he worked on the remake of Fright Night. Yeah, he did. I was looking at that one, too. The Sitter, uh, Butter. The original Fright Night is so good. Run, Bonnie, Run. He worked on Zathura. He did work on Zathura. Do you remember Zathura? That I, was such a good movie. Zathura was better than Jumanji IMO. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I liked Space more than Jungle. <laughs> uh, as an actor, he is credited in an episode of The Sopranos, where he plays a cop. Nice. He's worked on a producer for a lot of bigger movies. Um, he has. He Rush has. Hour 2. This is a guy who has done a lot. He was also a writer for multiple episodes of Freddy's Nightmare. 
the mm. Nightmare on Elm Street TV series. Yeah. And Judge Dredd, the story writer for Judge Dredd, the 95 movie. He also worked as a writer for Star Trek Voyager. This guy's got a... This guy's got... He's got a resume. Oh, dude, he worked on Old School. Uh, the other executive producer credited on here is Brian Witten. Brian Witten did Spawn, American History X, Dark City. Uh, a lot of stuff that he was doing with Michael The DeLuca. 90s Spawn movie? Yes, 97. Okay. I heard they're, they're More, remaking Spawn with... Yeah. Uh, with, I want to say, Jamie Foxx for some reason. I, th- I also think that. Yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, The Wedding Singer. Final Destination, the original one. Uh, Friday the 13th, the 2009 reboot. Mother's Day, the 2010 reboot. Chernobyl Diaries, Silent Night, Cell, Creepshow, The Astronaut's Wife, Knock Around Guys, also Unconditional Love, which I believe Michael DeLuca was also involved in. Oh, man. A lot of stuff being shared there. There's other producers. Art Schaefer, co-producer. Barry Levine, producer. Kathleen Hayes, producer. And... Tim Sullivan, associate producer, Gene Simmons. Yeah. As in Gene Simmons from KISS, for those who are not aware. For those who don't know who KISS is. The dude with the tongue. The dude who will not shut up about anything that bothers him. Dude, you know that Rock is dead because Gene Simmons said so? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Is he? Did he work on the Napster case? That was Metallica. Buy those KISS coffins, though. Yeah. Get buried like they did. So let's talk about some casts, shall we? Let's do it, man. We got our four young boys here. Our big four, and we're going to talk about a couple other characters. We're going to start with... I'm actually going to read these out of order. I'm going to read them in the order of who I think our main characters, because I think they're actually kind of reverse build. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. But Sam Huntington plays Jam, who is the drummer of the band Mystery, the cover band for Kiss that the four main characters are form. And he is the one that kind of is the focal point. Yeah. We spend a lot of time with his character. Although I think everyone gets a lot of time. I think Trip and Hawk and Lex. Uh, Trip he's, and Hawk more than Lex get a lot of time as well. Especially but he's Trip. the only one you get any backstory from. Any family Yes, ties. yes. The only backstory you get about the other characters pretty much lies in their moms. <laughs> yeah, and they, you don't even get to meet any of their parents. No. Um, it's mostly just what they talk, what they say about their own families. Yep. So, so Sam Huntington was born in 1982 in New Hampshire. Oh. I did not know that. He has been in quite a lot of stuff. He's he's a busy boy. Detroit Rock City was his fourth role as an actor. He was in the TV movie Harvest of Fire, where he's actually uncredited. He is in Jungle to Jungle and an episode of Law and Order from 1997. It does seem as though he has worked mainly uh, TV instead of movies. Yes, um, he has worked. He's worked in some pretty big TV shows. Uh, he did some cameos in The Resident, bunch of CSIs, Veronica I Zombie. Mars. He was in the. He was in Psych the movie. He was in Psych the movie. Yeah. Who did he? Who would he have played? I'm looking uh, at Sam his... Sloan. Oh my God, he's he's Jules' partner. Uh huh. that just hit me wow oh my god yeah 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 that's where i saw him yeah yeah he almost dies like multiple times because they really they try to kill him in the hospital and they they're not very good at it 
uh, I haven't seen Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen, but it looks like the most '90s ass Disney movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, look at that poster. Just look at that poster. Oh man. And it's got Tim Allen in it. Yeah. Yeah. Crap. Psych the movie. I still haven't seen all of that movie. Oh really? No. You know what I did watch recently though? What? Just because I had to, because it was one of my favorite childhood shows. Was they just came out with the Netflix movie for Invader Zim? Oh yeah. Oh, I gotta watch uh, Rocker's Modern Life Static Cling. Yeah. Yeah, they're all coming back. Yeah, that was a great movie. I'm glad that they had it actually written by Jonan Vasquez. Oh, nice, nice. I well, I got, I finally got my uh, what I wanted. I I watched Hey Arnold Jungle Movie, which was the which was originally supposed to be the first Hey Arnold movie. That mm-hmm. was about like them trying to like build a school, or they were trying to like. Well, I can't remember the first movie for the life of me. That movie wasn't supposed to be that movie. It was supposed to be the Jungle movie. Mm-hmm. And it had been in Craig Bartlett's mind forever. And he finally got to finish it and release it. And it was very good. So weird seen seeing that. movies being made for all these 90s shows, but the animation style is different because it's gotten better. Yeah, that's But how it, it also was. looks like it's in, like, Flash. It doesn't look as good for some reason. Yeah, that's that's how the Invader Zim movie was, all the animation. Well, I haven't it seen what Modern Life looks like yet. Yeah, Zim looked. It's a little less hand drawn looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more computer animated. Yeah, he was in uh, <laughs> Glenn Martin DDS. He's in an episode of that. That is a show that I don't like thinking of. <laughs> Speaking of Nickelodeon <laughs> stuff, I hope that never gets a, a movie. Seriously, man. Glenn Martin. Remember the dog? Remember the dog's gimmick was he had a butthole? Yeah, <laughs> and he'd always stick to windows. <laughs> And then they would pull the dog off, and its butthole would be like, oh, oh man. Man, hate that. <laughs> I hate that a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Sam Huntington's done better stuff. He wanted to do like the movie. But he's, uh, I, I like his character a lot. He's a pussy. He's pathetic. Uh, he, I mean, he's not, he's like, he's a pussy when it comes to his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, yeah, I mean, a pussy is in like, he's too nice. Yeah. He's got that. Well, He's got that, like, I would ra- – I feel like he's the type of person that was like, I would rather talk it through than get into a fight. But if I absolutely needed to get into a fight, I, I would. But I need to fight I'd first. rather not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently he got uh, the Young Star Award. He was nominated for uh, Best Young Actor in Performance in uh, Detroit Rock City. Oh, good for him. He did not win, but he was nominated. That's just fine. Yeah. So we move on from Jam to Hawk. Hawk is our lead singer. And he is played by Edward Furlong. Yeah, and he who has... I did not realize when we went in to this movie, we had not seen who was in it yet. Uh-huh. Uh, the the cat the title card had not happened. We were just watching the performance. I was like, that looks like Eddie Furlong. And then the first name I see is Eddie Furlong, and I was and like, oh shit, Eddie Furlong. <laughs> it is Eddie Furlong? So he has been he he's the singer with stage fright. Yes, so he's kind of slowed down. Between 07 and now. Yeah. But he was a big star in the 90s, especially in the late 90s. It all started with T2 in 91, though, mm-hmm. where he was John Connor, which uh, I brought up last week to you. Uh, he's going to be back in Dark Fate Is as he? John Connor. Yep. Nice. It's going to be weird seeing because I've, I've watched Detroit Rock City two and a half times because yeah. I watched half of it yesterday. Yeah. And then I'm, I don't know what he looks like now. I'm nervous. Man, I hope he's not drugged out. <laughs> he uh, he's also worked on some Star Trek stuff. Yes, he's in the music video for uh, Aerosmith's "Living on the Edge." 
another. He's the only the second actor that we've gotten to that has appeared in a music video. Now, there's plenty, I'm sure, that we've skipped over, but in terms of main characters, he's only the second one behind Joe Seneca. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually did he win? Yeah, he won the award for uh, best breakthrough performance for Terminator Two. Yep. Yep. Pet Cemetery Two. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. oh man. They uh they didn't really need to make a second one. <laughs> no, no, no. Animal Factory as Ron Decker, which I haven't seen that, but it's about him going I'm pretty sure his character it's like he goes to prison, but like an older convict like mentors him or something. Mm-hmm. I love how they have um, I IMB ha- or IMBD has his trademark as dark menacing glaring eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the image that they attach to that is him with the goggles on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ET looking ass. He's in Brain Scan. He was in Little Odessa. He was in. <coughs> he was in Brain Scan. He was in Brain Scan. He played Michael in Brain Scan. Oh crap. Nice. Yeah, this is that weird in between where like his Detroit Rock City and T two where like he grows up. He is in the video music video for Metallica's Unnamed Feeling, which I think that is a Saint Anger song. Oh, fuck that. Uh he was in uh he was in America yeah. also American History X, which we've talked about because a lot of the producers were there. Yeah, he was in that uh, remake of Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, so, I mm, I don't like Seth Rogen. Really? I don't really like anything he... Because I just... I don't like his personality. What about his personality? The... Oh, he's funny and he smokes pot. Like, he has to be the coolest dude on earth, which is, like, what a lot of, like, fake potheads think about him. I mean, his, uh, every movie that he writes and also stars in Mm -hmm. has, like, all, like, amazing things happen to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, somehow everything always works out for Seth. Or, like, he always lands, like, the hot chick. Or, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, my friends yesterday saw Good Boys. Oh, yeah. Was it any good? He said, uh, they both said that they were debate. They never said it to each other, but they were debating saying to each other if they wanted to leave the movie early. Really? I mean, it is just super bad, super bad with a younger cast. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he can't, he just can't redo super bad. I really don't like anything that Seth Rogen has done. I don't like Sausage Party. I love, okay, so I can't say I don't love everything he's done because I love the boys. His uh, new TV show on Amazon. Oh, he it, he did The Boys and he did Good Boys? Yeah. Really? Well, Good Boys is the move, is yeah. a movie, and then The Boys he is He has that. two things that came out called Boys. Yeah. Something with Boys. Okay. Well, uh, the, uh, the Boys is that um, TV show that's based off of the comic about like the kind of shitty superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he also, he is the, I don't know if he's the producer. I know he's not the director. I don't know if he writes for it, but he uh, does that show Preacher as well. Oh, Preacher. That's also based on a comic, isn't it? Yes. He also does that show with Josh Hutcherson. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the boys. Future Man. Okay. Uh, they, that those same guys that saw the movie, all ha- they have seen the boys and they love the boys. The so. boys is amazing. But they also like superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So, give or take. 
so pretty much like wraps it up for Eddie Furlong yeah. in terms of what. Long story Seth short, I think Seth Rogen's better at making TV shows than movies. Okay, <laughs> okay. I just I don't like the throwing around swears like a kid on Call of Duty because <laughs> it just it see it it makes it unfunny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he also wrote like. I don't know how many. Well, he wrote super bad when he was like in high school. Yeah, he was like seven. Yeah, <laughs> he was seven <laughs> in high school. Yeah, dude. so he's we'll, a... st- we'll start with James DeBello, mm-hmm. and he plays the character Trip, who is just he's lit twenty four seven. His mom gave birth to him when he was she was on shrooms. Shrooms. <laughs> he's a uh, Bert from Cabin Fever. Yep. He is. That is where I remembered him from. Oh man, he's also Tommy from Scary Movie Two. Yep. Yep. Which I uh, wasn't thinking of. Like, I, I, I hadn't even thought of that. All right. I wasn't even thinking of, like, American Pie either because American Pie came out that same year yeah. as Detroit Rock City. But Cabin Fever was the one I remembered him from. This is a horror movie about flesh-eating bacteria, and he is involved in my all-time favorite scene in a horror movie where he's starting to get the sick, the flesh sick. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he's like, I need to, he goes into a local town. He's like, I'll get some help. And there's this kid just sitting on a bench. And the, the owner of the store is like, I'm going to go, I'll go get some help calls, but I'll just stay right there. Don't move. And the kid just starts going, pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes. And this is an Eli Roth movie, remember? Yeah. So, so it's unnecessarily like disgusting, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Cause like, I, I like Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. That's another controversial. People like Seth Rogen. I don't really like Seth Rogen. So people you, don't like Eli Roth. I like Eli Roth. It's you remember the scene in the movie where he, the kid does the karate kick. Yeah. That's that scene. He only, uh, I listened. Yes. He yes. only put that scene in there. Cause he was doing it offset. Yeah. Cause he was doing it offset and he saw the kid doing the karate kicks and he was like, Oh mm-hmm. man, I'm putting that in the movie. Yeah, he brought, I'm right apart for this kid. So the kid goes pancakes, and then he starts doing judo kicks, and they do this, like, slow motion, like, far shot where he's doing sick judo kicks. Yeah. And then he just runs up and bites them. So his debut was in 1997 as an actor, it seems, uh, in ER, or at least as an actor in, in a professional credit. And he did American Pie uh, immediately before Detroit Rock City. Immediately before? Yeah. Yes. Came they, say, they came out the same year. Yeah. And then right after that, immediately after that, if you will, because it also came out in the same year, he did Here Lies Lonely. He was working hard. He was. He was. Scary Movie 2 was one of the next big ones. Uh, Danny Whitaker in the TV series My Guide to Becoming a Rockstar. Of course, Cabin Fever in 02. He was also a Night Stalker. Dorm Days, Red Zone. The family-friendly version video short of Cabin Fever. Family-friendly? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I want to watch the family-friendly version. Uh, it's it's a video. Sh- it's credited as a video short, so it's probably just like... It's like one of those YouTube videos where it's like every scene that's not actually part of the horror movie yeah. that's like you yeah. can show up to a, a happy child. family G-rated version of Cabin Fever that doesn't have all of the blood and the gore. Yeah. Okay, I've seen Cabin Fever and I've seen Cabin Fever 2 Spring Fever, which is the high school one. Mm-hmm. That one's even more fucked up. Oh, I bet. There's a dude that my friends call Fat Tim because he looked like me with my old haircut. <laughs> and I think his dick falls off and it's also a girl gets like fucked in a pool. And then she like gets sick, and then starts like bleeding out in the pool. It's Have you oh, seen... and a janitor pisses into the punch, which is also like I guess like that's the, just because fun. the pee <laughs> connects from his pee to the thing, and the thing was already like the thing. The thing so, like, was already the thing. The the bacteria was already in the punch, and he was peeing, uh... and like the bacteria I guess was so fucking fast that it managed to go up through the pee and get to his dick. That's, that's the stupidest way sick. to get infected ever from peeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
a little bit. Did you ever see Eli Roth's movie Green Inferno? No. Oh, no. I have not. Basically, it was like a bunch of kids going to... Well, it's like a missionary group almost. Or I don't remember if it's a missionary group or like a doctor group, but they go into like this other part of the world in like the random woods trying to get to this like indigenous tribe. And turns out the tribe's cannibals. <laughs> oh, nice. Yet he, he did uh, The House of the Clock and its Walls. He did that? Really? Yeah, the movie with Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. He, that he I don't know. I don't, I don't think he directed it. I mean, no, he directed it. I don't think he wrote it or anything. But. Okay. Uh, he hasn't done, James DeBello hasn't done really anything else besides, well, he has done a bunch of stuff, but in terms of things that I have uh, familiar with, Transylvania, he did do that. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of notable works. No. Detroit Rock City, Scary Movie 2, American Pie, and Cabin Fever are kind of the big four for him. Yeah. He is in post-production for a movie called 60 Minutes to Kill, which I don't know what that's about, but he plays a character named David Lynch, and I don't know if this is supposed to be him playing the director, David Lynch. Let me move on to Giuseppe Andrews, who plays Lex, and Lex, why I was familiar with him, was he's also in Cabin Fever, and he plays the deputy. Oh... So that's that's where I had seen, that's where I had remembered both of them. Yeah, because he was in he was in Cabin Fever one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he does return in two. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like so. It looks like they've actually um, a couple of them have worked together multiple times. He was working with uh, James DeBello in Cabin Fever, and then he was also in that movie Homo Erectus. Yeah. Before Detroit Rock City, he was in American History X. He was in Never Been Kissed. Independence Day, uh, the video for Smashing Pumpkins in 1979. Mm-hmm. Interesting that we talk about that because <laughs> we were talking about that contortionist uh, EP. Yeah. He was in Beverly Hills 90210 in 94. It looks like his first, he actually debuted earlier, probably one of the earliest debuts, getting it right in 1989 where he was credited as the character Luke, and he was credited as the name Joey Andrews. He was in a movie called Neo-Ned. Ned. About a neo-Nazi named Ned. Oh. He was not only in the 1979 music video by Smashing Pumpkins, but he was also in the perfect music video. Oh, yeah? He uh, he has worked in a lot of lesser-known movies and some music-related things. His last credit was 2013. Yeah. Closet Africa, which looks to be a short film. He seems to have done as as with the other guys a lot of work in like maybe like singular TV shows. Mm-hmm. So it looks like of the four of them, Sam Huntington is the most prosperous, mm-hmm. uh, and Eddie Furlong will be coming back once Dark Fate. I'm sure uh, people will start talking about him again. James DeBello and uh, Giuseppe Andrews. Giuseppe Andrews. I honestly don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Giuseppe. Because I took French. Do you think on the uh, Cabin Fever set they ever just broke into their Detroit Rock City characters? <laughs> he's got, like, the wig on. Yeah, he's like, what's up, Trip? <laughs> <laughs> My skin's melting. Or, like, if they were on they were, like, they were on set and he's talking to the deputy. He's like, we should go beat up some kids for yeah. their tickets, man. <laughs> like, for the antidote. <laughs> and doesn't he shoot him in Cabin Fever? I Doesn't think he, so. he kill him because yeah. he has the stuff? And yeah. he's, like, trying to say, like, to get, don't get any closer. Yeah. Oh, man. He either Lex kills him or he, it. like, wings him. Yeah. That's so sad, Cause he, man. Because <laughs> he scratched the paint on that car. Oh, be guy, no. No, it's because he didn't get the – he forgot to give him his name for the tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, his right. information, I guess. Yeah. He gave him flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> yeah. That's a way to get back at him. Right, right. 
fuck you, man. This is for the kiss tickets. Die. Let's talk about another four characters. We got to talk about the mom. We got to talk about the mom for sure. That's the one priority that we have to do. Yep. Lynn Shay. Now, this woman. She's I, Mrs. Bruce. She's Jam's mom. Yeah, I love this woman because she is an insidious. And yeah. I love that series. Yeah. She has actually done. She is in an incredible amount of stuff still. Yep. She's. Look at all the stuff in post production she's in. Mm hmm. She. Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. <laughs> she has been in all the Insidious movies. She has worked just generally a lot of horror movies. Uh, Room for Rent, Get Gone, Dead End, uh, The Final Wish, Gothic Harvest. Actually, I don't think that's a horror movie. She's in a lot of things. Room. She's in a lot of things where she's the kind of the crazy woman. Oh, man. Was she in? Was Ouija Origin the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yep. What? That one was creepy as fuck. Ouija Origin. Uh, was that the sequel? Yeah. And th the first one was terrible, but the second one was great. Yeah, I heard that. I I heard that like unanimously. The same thing. I mean, the the first Insidious movie isn't bad. I just can't take it seriously because the demon looks like Darth Maul from Star Wars. Oh, right, right, right. The second one's great though. She was in Brewster's Millions. Uh, she's kind of more of a, not like an extra, but she's a very minor role. She's a journalist at the rally scene in Bruce's mm -hmm. Millions. A Walter Hill film, director of Crossroads. She Her first credit was in Hester Street in 1975 as whore. Yeah, and I was listening to an interview with her because they had her on the horror movie podcast, uh, Shockwaves. And they were talking about how she took her mom to go see her first movie. And she said that as soon as the credits were rolling and she saw that or because she didn't know that she was just going to be listed as whore. Yeah. So as soon as that came up and her mom saw it, she said her mom burst into tears. Oh, because <laughs> she was so sad that her daughter got listed as whore on the screen. Lin Shay whore. Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> together again in yeah. 1982. She was the teacher in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So, yeah, she I did not. I would not. But I would. At the same time, like, I believe she was in horror. Like, her standing at the end of the hallway with the tickets splayed out. Great horror scene. Great. Even though she doesn't do a lot of, like, like, she's never, like, the With the, the, with the drumsticks in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never, never. Yeah. She understands it, man. Yeah. She's done a lot of work in it. An episode of Frasier. She was in Kingpin. Oh, she was in Tales of Halloween? Mm -hmm. that, was, that was a good movie. Uh, I'm looking for anything else that I know. Me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> Dead End? Is this the dead end that I'm familiar with? It is. Uh, with the weird goblin? Mm -hmm. No, that's Wrong Turn. That's Wrong uh, Turn. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know Dead End then. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting my things about dead ends confused because there are multiple dead ends in movies. Some of them are not dead ends. Sorry. <laughs> Homo Erectus. Yeah. Museum Guide. Asylum. Uh, also, episodes uh, later episodes of ER predates James DeBellos. Insidious, Insidious Two, Videodome Rentarama, uh, which is a short. The good old, a good old fashioned orgy. Good I was a teenage werebear. These sound like porns, pornos, porns, porn is whatever. I don't remember if she had ever said she worked. In oh, she porn. was in the Three Stooges reboot with Will Sasso. <laughs> was she? Yeah, Jutopia. <coughs> Noobs. Oh man. Life's an itch. 
Doctor 420. She plays the character Doctor 420. <laughs> Doctor. Oh, she was on the Kroll show too. She was an episode of the Kroll show. Was she? Yeah. Oh, she's in Big Ass Spider. Wow. I like more of her crazy roles that she did after after the fact. When was Sh- Cher was in this movie? Cher was in Detroit Rock City. It says she in archive footage uncredited. Oh, yeah, she's in the archive footage from fucking yeah. the intro, mm-hmm. the title splash. Yeah. I guess you do. I guess you do. I guess you have to credit like Henry Winkler in there too, right? Cuz yeah. they show the fawns up there. Yeah. Apparently Yeah, Adam Richard R- Nixon is credited in the movie. So, apparently Adam Rifkin is the uh one of the models on the It's Raining Men billboard. She plays an incredible character in this movie. Uh, apparently, so Ron Jeremy apparently plays Ron Jeremy in this movie. Yes, he is the owner of uh, "It's Raining Men," and he's just Ron Jeremy. Okay, that's funny. I didn't know that. Does he? Did he ever actually own like a? No. no okay. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't be shocked if he did, but I that's don't think true. he did. Yeah. So Lynn Shay's character uh, as Mrs. Bruce is this is the side that we didn't get with. Elaine mm-hmm. in Almost Famous, mm-hmm. where we actually get the psycho Christian. It's almost like two sides of the same coin because Elaine was more of she was strict, but she was strict because she was like a psychologist. I mean, no, she not a psychologist. She was a philosopher, and she just she's one of those people that like felt like she like knew everything about the world. She knew what was best and what was going to, what inevitably was going to harm her kids. Yeah. Whereas, um, Lynn, well, the character that Lynn plays is Bible thumper. (laughs) Yes. Bible thumper. She, uh, she believes that everything, you know, kisses the devil. Everything that she says is, you know, not everything. She not, God's word, but she believes that every, you know God's word should be followed to a T, mm-hmm. even though she is very hypocritical with the things that she does herself. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those mothers that definitely, like, if you saw, if she saw on the news that, like, oh, like, fucking uh, Gene Simmons was ripping heads off of babies, and yeah. it was like, she'd be like, oh my God, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She believes anything that people tell her. <laughs> and she has a great line of that after the crazy, like, scary ticket at the end of the hallway thing where she goes like, you want to reach out and see, you want to see the devil in the flesh. You want to reach out and touch evil, pure yeah. evil. But what I don't understand is she was like, she was so mad. She was like, um, you know, the posters and the vinyl and all that stuff. That's one thing. She's like, but now you actually want to go and see the devil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I, she wouldn't even let he, I don't know why she said that the vinyl and all that stuff was one thing because she wouldn't even let him keep the vinyl. She had, he had to hide it in other vinyl cart or um, covers. Yeah, eh, it's like he had to hide the posters too. She didn't even know he had posters. It's like <laughs> having a satanic Bible and then going to a satanic worship. Yeah, that's how she sees it. I guess. I guess. Melanie Linsky plays Beth. Mm-hmm. Who is more of a minor character, but yeah, does have an important role for Jam's character arc? Yeah, she's only in the beginning and in the end. Yes, she is also quite a busy woman. Yeah, I feel like she's definitely one of the few uh, besides Lynn and um, her. They those two definitely are the two that I've recognized the most throughout things that I've seen. Yeah, 
She uh, started in 94 with Heavenly Creatures, and Detroit Rock City looks to be her fifth credit as an actor. She was in a bunch of the Bitty Titty Committee <laughs> in 07, <laughs> where uh, she's uncredited. The Nearly Unadventurous Life of Zoe Cadwalder, which is a short that stars her as Zoe Cadwalder. Mm-hmm. Claustrophobia, Shattered Glass. She's Amy. That's where I recognized her. Yep. Shattered Glass is a good movie. She also was in uh, Castle Rock. Oh, was she now? Yeah. She's Emily Bloom in Black and Tan, A Crime of Fashion, the episode from Psych. Oh, really? Yep. That's a great episode, too. Uh, she's in the L Word. L Word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Life and Times of Tim. She now, was this in, sounds uh, like a show I can get behind. Yeah, she was in the newer version of Wet Hot American Summer. Oh. The Intervention, the TV series Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which I believe is a children's show. Mm-hmm. Over the Garden Wall, which I heard was very good. That was great. I love Over the Garden Wall. She is Beatrice. Oh, she was in uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. That was a good movie. Ah. Double X. That's She was also in an episode of House, yeah. Okay. That seems to be all the things that I know. She was in an episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah, snakeskin, coyote ugly. I know shooters. Yeah. Oh, and and she was in coyote ugly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I said. You ignored me. How could you? In terms of the roles that I recognize her by immediately, it's uh, shattered glass. The funny thing is, is I think that even though she herself still hasn't really done too much in terms of like big popular movies or TV shows, she looks that like she did in '99. She um. I think she's won the most awards out of all everyone we've gone through so far. Yes. She's in, from New Zealand. Did not know that. Oh, really? Yeah. She's a Kiwi. Yeah. I feel like that's derogatory. It's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are, uh, New Zealand are actually, New Zealanders are very proud of being called Kiwis. Oh, that's good. Roll with it. That's good. <laughs> Make it your own. The only other character that I want to talk about very briefly, uh, just because it's like, hey, it's her. Because I was like, oh, wait, that's her. Amanda Finch, played by Shannon Tweed, mm-hmm. who is uh, towards the end of the movie when they all split off. Amanda's the dude that fucks Hawk. Yeah. And uh, Shannon Tweed is the real-life significant other to Gene Simmons, the dude from Kiss. <laughs> that kid was definitely the most lucky out of all four of them. Hey, she's She's attractive. Well, he also got paid to get laid. Yeah, he also got <laughs> well, not to get laid. She said it wasn't for lay. It was to help him. It get wasn't whatever. for the lay, but he still got paid after the lay. Yeah. So technically, so he should be credited as whore too. <laughs> In a way, you could also see it as her paying him off to not say anything because it was technically rape. We don't know how old he is in the show. It in was. The movie. He's in high school. It's statutory rape. He could be eighteen. I was eighteen in high school once. She when uh what was it? They weren't done with high school, though. They could that, be seniors. No, because remember, uh, Trip kept saying that he was thinking about dropping out of high school. He was just going through the motions. Oh yeah. The only age we know definitely is Jam is sixteen. Yeah. Because when he is arguing with his mother, mm-hmm. he says, uh, "You know, you're going to send me to boarding school, and I will be there for two years, and then when I'm out of there, I'm a legal adult." Yep. And he fucked. Yeah. And she fucked. In a confessional booth. In a confessional booth. 
but they are both minors. In the confessional booth. <laughs> <laughs> I was a priest on the other side. Well, he well uh, he, he went. He he didn't. He had to. We had to leave the boy alone to think of some more dirty stories. <laughs> but I think that wraps it up on cast. It really focuses on the four. Uh, I mean, we could talk about Natasha Leone as Christine. We could talk about Elvis. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I looked him up. He has no other credits, really. He's just a mysterious man who was a he really looked, smelly janitor. He looked familiar, though, but I wonder if it's just because when they make like a crazy-looking character, they kind of make it look similar. Yeah, yeah. She is Nikki, Christ, uh, the character who plays Christine. She's mm-hmm. Nikki in Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen I haven't watched that. Neither have I, but it got huge i feel like uh i don't know if it's because they're younger or what but um i feel like uh, when you get a bigger younger cast together for a movie i feel like they end up working together a lot later in life yeah it seems like that it's very strange some dude watches a movie and is like oh i really like these characters i want to get them all together again and mm-hmm. do something with my own thing mm-hmm. oh she was in yoga hosers Kevin Smith movie. Did you see that Kevin Smith is bringing back Masters of the Universe for Netflix? He is. I did see that. And it's supposed to be a continuation of the original show. Yeah, that's cool. He's so thin now, but he still wears the same big coats. Thank God he survived that heart attack. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so those are the those are the ones that we'll focus on. So those are our, our big eight, I guess, which is the original four members of Mystery Jam, Hawk, Lex, and Trip, then Beth, Mrs. Bruce, Christine, and Amanda. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the movie. Let's oh, yes. Yeah, also, Matthew G. Taylor as Chongo. Yeah. The ape man. The ape man. <laughs> of course they had to name him Chongo. <laughs> right. I want to know if that was like intended to be like his nickname or mm-hmm. if that was supposed to be like his parents actually named him Chongo. Chongo. <laughs> they came out the womb. Chongo. Like, <laughs> you are Chongo. <laughs> Welcome, son. <laughs> He's the one to his dad. <laughs> Welcome, son. Welcome, son. Welcome home, Chongo. <laughs> How's school, Chongo? His dad's an ape, but his mom's a human. <laughs> Isn't that also a Tim Allen movie or a Disney movie? A movie with the ape old dad? Old Dogs? Isn't that Old Dogs with uh, Rob Schneider? Maybe. I don't know. Where he like gets cradled by a gorilla. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where he's a... Uh, what? Is no, it called Old Dogs? Came out like 2010. Wasn't Rob Schneider that gets cradled, wasn't it? David Spade, uh, Rowan no, Wilson? No, no. It was, oh, God. What's his name? Mm, the guy that also does... He's the guy that voices Chris from Family Guy? Seth Green. Oh, Seth Green. Seth Green. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was it Seth Green, the guy that gets cradled? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it called Old Dog? It's something with a gorilla. Okay. I think it's old dogs. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Detroit Rock City.
Let's do it, man. Oh, starting off, oh. we got our uh, religious mother here. <laughs> yeah. And she's about to sit down, chill out, and listen to some music. But unfortunately, <laughs> her delinquent child has She been couldn't hiding. see the words love gun. I know. She took it out, and she, like, looked at the vinyl, too, and then she put it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got her sitting down, relaxing with a nice glass of wine and a cigarette, and she, uh, <laughs> what she always has in her hand. She's always movie. relaxing with a nice cigarette, because yeah. she has a cigarette in her hand almost the entirety of the movie that we see her in. And she always looks like her veins in her neck are about to fucking yeah. pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She is very mad all the time throughout this movie. But uh, she puts down that vinyl, she lays back to relax, and as soon as that needle hits the thread, bam, out comes Kiss, and she freaks out. <laughs> yeah, she's on cue, too. Like, that wine goes in her face as soon as that first note hits. Yeah. Like, almost before it. I mean, she tr- she freaks out more than anybody I've seen trying to just stop She like, doesn't know how playing. to open a vinyl record. She I know. She just thinks, like, the demons are flowing right out of that thing. Yeah, she can't. She's, like, trying to get the, the, the top of it open, and she can't. And she's, like, slamming the fucking book case that the thing is on like against the wall trying to get the the needle to come off yeah yeah she does that and then the needle starts scratching just to get it to stop yeah it scratches all the way across the disc and i was like oh man cut to our four young heroes in the basement playing some uh some i guess their version of playing rock and roll all night which is like but they're playing like how we would play it in like rock band, yeah. Where just you're just fucking around. They're just sound, Adding but they're trying really hard. Works. Yeah, they're trying really hard. <coughs> and uh, you know, it's it's a bunch of shots of them playing and a bunch of like snap cuts to the room. It's like ah, oh, kiss posters, bongs, beer, weird cigarettes. rainbow prints, like glow in the dark prints on the wall. It's basically your uh, your classic rock and roll or seventies basement. They're just having a good time and, and pretending that they're actually playing to an audience, which, you know, they wouldn't be because, you know, okay, Hawk so is singing and not passed out on the floor. Yeah. And they're not they're not the worst thing I've ever heard in the world. <laughs> no, no. But they definitely need practice. Yes. But they, they were definitely more so like, I mean, they weren't playing for a crowd or anything. They were just having fun. Yeah. They were practicing for pretending to be opening for the big kiss show. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm sure they don't actually have any songs of their own. <laughs> probably not. It's probably not. I don't even, I don't think anyone but Jam would write, but they wouldn't let Jam write because he's too much of a pussy. All the songs would be bad. When are you going to get that sometimes being tough is being tender? Uh, <laughs> all right, shut up. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, immediately as soon as she finds this record, she knows, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. The devil's music. I gotta go punish my son for listening to this. Even though she is uh, consistently killing herself every second with each cigarette that she smokes. I love, yeah, the hypocrisy on that throughout the entire movie is ridiculous. But she's also just stressing out a lot about things. Yeah, man. But every cigarette she's closer and closer to sending herself to hell. Right? (laughs) Right. I think she's closer to seeing the devil than her own son. (laughs) She pulls up horn honking. Oh, she ru- she's running up to the basement window. It's horrifying. He uh, did she does she have the record in her hand? She does have the record in her hand. Yeah, and they're while well, they're trying to hide all the all the bongs, the and bongs stuff, and, and everything. Spraying and spraying. And it smells like dope in here, man. Yeah, I haven't heard the phrase "dope" used in a long time. No one calls it dope. No one calls it. Dope. Do- well, dope I think means something else now, doesn't it? Mean like, don't they use dope more for like crack and shit? 
I always associate it with weed. Do you? Because it makes you dope. Uh, I would say, I would call Xanax dope now. <laughs> yeah. They just call it whatever the effect was. Speed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they got, she is pissed to hell. She grabs him, throws him in the car. Basically, it goes through the whole monologue of like, you're listening to the devil. You're going to be grounded for the rest of your life. Fuck you, child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he and all, obviously all of his friends are like, oh, man, like, I feel so bad for him. His mom is a complete control freak. Um, cut to the next day where it's morning time and he gets up and gets his foot caught in. What would you call that? Like spring wire? It's like, like a resistance band. Yeah. <laughs> Which he just he should have just taken his foot out of there. I know. Like, there's no way he didn't realize that he had at least stepped on it. Yeah. 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 Well, we missed a part in there while they're talking, like, oh, like, Jam's mother's the devil. Yeah. Which is also ironic. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, your mom's a fucking dyke. She's like, <laughs> just because she's a female no gynecologist doesn't, doesn't make her a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> your mother was, <laughs> at least my mother wasn't giving birth to me while on LSD. He turns around, shrooms, man. man. Like, that makes much of a difference. Yep, yep. And then he spills the bong water. I can't imagine what it's like giving birth on shrooms. Can I you can't imagine, imagine what it's like giving birth to James DeBello. Can you imagine hallucinating and all of a sudden the demon's just crawling out of you? Oh. <laughs> it's got a big cartoon happy face. Fuck, man. Oh. All the doctors are screaming at you. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm not doing that anyways. Doing that. Oh, my God. That would be the most horrifying experience. That's the most horrifying thing I think I can think of. Giving birth to somebody while tripping. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> The doctors already give me anxiety. No wonder Trip is the way he is. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the the, the thing. It's in his blood. Yeah. Literally in his blood. He's forever tripping. (laughs) That's why they call him Trip, man. So, Jam's waking up, and he gets a phone call from Hawk. They all stayed the night. Yeah. And Hawk's like, you know, where where are the tickets, man? Hawk is my favorite character in the movie. I really like his. I just, I thought Eddie Furlong did a really good job with his character. Oh, yeah. And I thought, like, oh, he made him look cool somehow by also being, like, just kind of a bum. He's got that I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah. But uh, he, like, obviously... He and it's funny because it only comes out at some points. Like, sometimes he kind of seems like The only thing about seeing Kiss, man. Yeah. Kiss. He doesn't give a shit when it comes to the shit he needs to get done to see his favorite band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, we're all, like, bugging out here. Where are the fucking tickets, man? And he finds them. Uh, Jam finds them. They're in his room with Trip's jacket, which he accidentally brought home. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see the beginning of, like, Jam talking about, or rather, the rest of the group talking about how much of, like, a pansy he is. Yeah. He's like, Speed, stop being so pathetic. Where he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that, man. He's like, just cut this shit. Mm-hmm. We'll see you at school. Have the tickets. Yeah. Okay. Enter the mother. And she seems... This is the only time, I think, in the movie where I've seen her act relatively calm. Yeah, as the calm she is in the movie. Yeah. Except for the last time we see her in the movie. Yeah, but that's more of, like, shock than shock calm. Shock and <laughs> disturbance. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, what are you doing? I taking you know to get the sunlight in yeah because she had the uh the the kiss poster hanging down and as soon as she he happens to fall over the bed just as she's walking in and then is able to get up in time pull the kiss poster down so it flings back up yeah because it acts as his like his blinds yeah and she she has a kmart box (laughs) 
with the stuff that he should put on because it'll go out of trends. He looks like, um, oh man, what does she, what does she say? She says, but put it on before it's out of style. Yeah, she was out of style. Yeah, she basically says like, uh, what happened? Uh, she was le- she's letting him know that she's gonna be at, uh, gone tonight. She won't be back till one, mm-hmm. and that if he goes anywhere, he knows what's gonna happen to him. Is like I'll be grounded for a year. And she goes, "You're a smart boy." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying to reach for the tickets in Trips Jacket, which he takes and puts on like the hanger, mm-hmm. and he can't get to him. So he goes to school without him mm-hmm. and just hopefully, which that was the part that bugged me a little bit was that's Tripp's jacket. A, why does she want to put that in laundry that's not hers? Well, I don't think she necessarily, because I'm sure that he has a lot of clothes that she just kind of like just appears or whatever because sure. she doesn't let him buy that kind of stuff. So I'm sure that he, uh, she just assumed that it was a jacket that he just had that she didn't know about. Although he, he could have easily just been like, that's not my jacket. That's trips. I have to bring him back to him at school today. Yeah. Or at least like, you know, walk downstairs and like before he was about to leave, been like, oh man, forgot something in my room. Run back up there, grab the tickets and then go back downstairs. So like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's also true. This kid's not that experienced from hiding things from his mother. No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Gang is all at the log. Uh, well, cut to uh, Robert Kennedy High School, yeah. a- and this is one of the other things that I kept seeing these shots of. Which actually, they didn't really use it after the beginning of the movie, and I really liked it because it had a really it added a cool element of like the companionship and like how the movie is just shot in general. Mm-hmm. Where like Jam answers the phone and it's Hawk, and then you get that like side by side, and they're both shot at different angles. Mm-hmm. Like Jam's is like, you know, it's it's like right in front of you. It's like right in front of you, kind of looking down, like from his bed. Yeah. And then Hawks is like weirdly askew, where it's like half of his face. He's really up close to the camera. And you got Lex and Trip looking for stuff in the back. Yeah. And there's a lot of like uh, sped up shots of like and it zoom does ins, and there are these whoosh sound effects. It feels like it does that a thing Ridgemont where High like '90s film. Yeah, it does that thing too, where it uh, it goes to like the split screen between the two of them, and then when it's like a when it's just them talking, it'll zoom into the full screen of just them, and then yeah. zoom back out again to the split screen. Yeah, then. basically after he gets sent to the boarding school, the the last time they use that is when Jam's mom is like burning the tickets, and they're at the pillar on the other side, and they turn around. There's a whoosh. Yeah, that's the last time I think that gets used. So cut to their last day of school before they get to go to their... Uh, their it's the day of. Oh, is the day of? It is the day of. They see Kiss in that. They say only one more night until... Or only one more day of school until we get to see Kiss yeah. when they're playing the night before. Okay. So okay. this is the day they're seeing Kiss. They got their... Uh, well, the tickets are at home still, so a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lex said... They're like, you're so fucking pathetic. Lex says, don't let this be the third time... We get fucked out of seeing Kiss. Yeah. So obviously this has happened before, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and probably with Jam. Yeah. I, and it didn't seem like... Any, or none of them... None of the others mentioned their parents particularly having a problem with them liking Kiss. Yeah. Because they dressed how they wanted. One of them was even wearing a giant Kiss belt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think Jam was the only one that really had a problem. Yeah. So they're all they all split off. This is yeah. This, this is right Hawk before. goes as they say in the tampon industry. See you next period. See you next period. <laughs> Gross, but it's natural. Yeah, it's natural, Ryan. This is where we I meet. get it all the time. 
This is where we meet the, uh, the girl of Jam's dreams. Uh, yes, and uh, Jam is the boy of her dreams, Beth, who is... I mean, I've seen weirder, like, mm. leagues of attraction here, I guess I'll say. I wouldn't even say that it's, like, it's strange that they're attracted to each other. It's more of just... It it's seems strange that Beth is attracted to Jam. It seems that there's a big age difference. Yes. But there might not be. She might just be, like, big for her age. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, she's also not, like, big. It's just, like, she just looks like... For, that looked like the senior. And she's the also, like, she's a lot taller than him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for reference, Sam Huntington was born in 82, mm-hmm. and Melanie uh, Linsky was born in 1977. So there's actually a real five-year age gap. Oh, okay. Almost six years, actually. So that's like that's like a freshman in high school and like a sophomore in college. All these guys got to make out with older women. <laughs> I know, man. It's proportionally older. Yeah. There was the... Uh <laughs> well, then you get to Gene Simmons' girlfriend. Yeah. And then it just goes straight cougar territory. <laughs> yeah. I guess the only one who made out with someone of age was Lex. No, 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 <gasps> Lex. Trip. Yeah. She's like, she's well, in high school. Yeah. That's that's the only. Well, uh, what was it uh, when they were, when that girl? What did they what did they call the girl who um they call a, a Sharon Stella what? a Stella yeah Christine yeah she they said he said it was a high school girl he's like the high school girl all alone walking on the side of the road oh maybe I wouldn't think that those were because the people she was with those dudes they were not high schoolers yeah those guys weren't high schoolers I don't think the girls were high schoolers either no high schooler talks like that acts like that you got to be like way older and mature yeah. All right, so they're leaving. They're leaving for their next period. This is their. They're, they're all splitting up into their separate classrooms. Hawk goes to like a chemistry class. Jam is in. I don't know some sort of English or history class. Yeah, the I only know. one that I can tell is like Hawk because he has the stupid fucking goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what class Trip is in because he's, he's passed asleep. out. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a health class because when you see him later when he wakes up on the like projector screen. Yeah. Is like it looks like some sort of body rot or uh, something. I, maybe I wasn't even paying attention to what was like on the screen because it like it shows it for like a split second and then it just shows him like waking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lex is in gym. Yeah, but uh, which <laughs> being is sweaty it? and greasy. <laughs> Hawk is the one that get, is the one that gets called, right? No, jam, no. jam, jam, jam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> jam, jam gets called. We get the announcement over the loudspeaker that his from his mother. I'm surprised from the principal at first. Will Jam? Yeah, like please come to the Jam Bruce. Please come to the what's his Jeremiah Bruce. Jeremiah yeah. Jeremiah Bruce. Please come to the and then you hear like the give me the mic. This is your, your mother. mother. <laughs> Everyone starts laughing at him. The the, the teachers. I know what you did. Kiss tickets. Yeah, kiss tickets. <laughs> and then you get Lex. Like standing menacingly in the gym, you have Trip waking up, being like, "Oh man, yeah," because like you and your your stupid dumbass friends, like yeah. each, and it's funny because everyone's laughing like they know exactly who she's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Hawk, freaking ET looking ass. Yeah, <laughs> I love the that goggle scene. He just looks up and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Kiss tickets. 
Uh, and that then it goes to the the perfect the, great shot, the great horror movie scene. And he's all at the end of the hallway, and she's just standing, standing there, standing there with the tickets flayed out, and it's like blocking her face, so you can't see how like disappointed she looks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that was when I was I was laughing. I started doing the hereditary noises. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that as he gets closer, you can see more of her face and how pissed off she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And they have they even have like this slight like horror music kind of playing in the background as it gets closer. Yeah, it's like a it's like a soft, uh, which is immediately cut from the weird like comedic time, like comedically yeah. time, like whoosh of them like looking around the pillar all at once. Yeah, which I that's the last time you see that in the movie, and I I don't know why they didn't keep doing it, but I actually really really liked it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because that was the only two scenes where there's like you need to see both of them at the same time, but they're in slightly different areas. But um, it feels like a very different movie at the beginning because of those uh, effects that they use. Yeah, and it might be because it kind of seems more of like a a school movie in the beginning, and then it switches to an in the city movie. Yeah, like an adventure film. Yeah. Um, but they. <laughs> So she's sitting down on the bench and she's basically talking like you are not only, you know, the CDs and the posters and all that stuff. That was one one thing. thing. But now you have to see the devil in in person. You want to reach out and touch pure evil. Evil. (laughs) She's like, kiss tickets. Um, but she then then she does the most badass move in the in the movie where she uh she lights the kiss tickets on fire and then uses that to light her cigarette. Yep. yep. Uh, and you can just see the heartbreak in Jam's eyes and then the other guys are literally just around the corner, uh, like a, over like kind of looking behind a pillar, uh, watching everything happen. Yeah. Uh, you can see like the, the was in there like a tear that goes down Trip's face, <laughs> like, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is the scene where. Mrs. Bruce reveals that she's sending Jam to boarding school. Yeah. You'll take this up with Father McNulty. Which he already kind of assumed, like, the, from what she was saying, that that was happening. So it seems like that's something that she's threatened him with many times before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he knew exactly what he was talking about. So they're gone. Jam's like, <laughs> when they go to the car, right, you can kind of hear Jam talking. You hear her go, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they drive off. And, uh... And it's it's actually a shot from uh, Beth's desk, mm-hmm. right? You see, and then she's like, because she's moving. Now this is she, after they've already won. Or no, no, no. It's no, later on in the school day they win the replacement tickets. Yes, yeah, yes. So because they have uh, detention, mm-hmm. uh, they get detention. We'll 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 explain how uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet. You find out that you, like I just said, you are. Uh, you're at the perspective of Beth's desk at the uh, in the classroom mm-hmm. because she's going to be moving up north. Yeah, and she had a huge thing for Jam, mm-hmm. and she tried to reveal it in class, and then was interrupted by the principal and then Mrs. Bruce. She's like disappointed, obviously, because mm-hmm. she didn't get to say it. Yeah, and Jam doesn't know. So does she have a notebook that she has like a bunch yeah. of like a little like you know Jim and Beth like together for yeah like yeah writings on it? We snap to Hawk Trip and Lex sitting in uh, kind of like the lobby area of the school yeah like, right like, like kind of the front yeah and they're like you know we gotta get we gotta those like our kiss tickets are gone. Sorry. They're trying to figure out ways to either replace the tickets and or... also break jam out. They're like, yeah. we can't like do a kiss show without yeah. our drummer. Mm-hmm. And then Elvis shows up. <laughs> El- oh fuck, it's Elvis. 
I could smell this dude through the screen. I know. He's got that greased up hair, and I love how he, he plays that character so well. He's like, is that Sweet three side. detentions I smell? <laughs> he's like. Sweet sideburns on that guy. And I love how they immediately come up with the plan. They're like, girls' bathroom. We got, he's like, we can yeah. lose him in there. Yeah, second floor, girls' bathroom. <laughs> he won't go in there. Oh, my God. He, I, I don't know if any if anything like this has ever happened in, in, in any school in like the, the 80s or 90s or whatever, but they go on a full sprint throughout the school with this guy chasing him. I mean, full on, like they push the, the, the IV kid. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, they push his. Uh, his TV that he like remember those this TVs he had to bring from class to class. Yeah, they push that down the stairs yeah. into the security guard that's chasing them. Yeah, he gets mad and then picks <laughs> like, up and, and smashes the, yeah. it, and then grabs the kid by like the his uh, his turtle his collar, like, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> kind of growls in his yeah. face and then tosses him against the wall. Yeah, continues on the chase and they they do lose him in the girls' bathroom, but they're just sitting in the stall. Oh no, because they were originally he lights up a, a joint. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, Hawk the, walks in. And Trip kind of panics and eats the joint. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then a girl walks in, so they all run into one stall. Yeah. And apparently it's a girl that all of them know. But uh, for some reason, these idiots are all stand. All of them are standing on the, on toilet. One, on the toilet seat. And yeah, man, you want to know? You want to make sure that they know that they're alone in there. Yeah. And no three dudes in the stall next to them are there. Yeah. But, uh, of course, the toilet ends up breaking. They all fall into the, like, side of the stall. After the girl makes stock fart noises. <laughs> yeah, because they're all laughing. I mean, I don't know how other people poop. I don't know how you poop, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know how anyone poops. I don't want to know how anyone else poops. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's a little more – there's more than just staring straight at the stall. Well, this is also back before you could take, you know, your phone into the stall. And... But you're not just like – I know you people concentrate, but, yeah. like, she's just staring. Yeah, she's not straight blinking. Ahead. Like... <laughs> <laughs> she's basically sto- – it's like she's recharging, really. Uh, and, and yeah, the stock fart noises that you can hear in any Merry Melodies, Looney Tunes cartoon. Oh, yeah, it's, it's super loud. <laughs> yeah. And they start snickering, and he's like, I never heard a girl blow ass before. <laughs> and then the toilet just bursts under their weight. They all and fall the, into all the, side the stalls of the stall. go down. Oh, man, it's like a straight dominoes move. Like, the, the something, like the, they crash down, fall onto the side of the stall. Like, somehow. All the doors all, collapse into each other. But it's weird, because, like, somehow every other piece of the stall falls down, but the middles. And then yeah, the, the toilet's not like connected collapse. to the stall. No, I know. I'm not talking about like the specifically the toilet, but it's like all around like the other pieces of the stalls fall down. Yeah. And then just the middles are up to fall down like dominoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is weird. Um Yeah, but they she, that means she didn't lock the door. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she wanted <laughs> she wanted people to see. Um she she was waiting on someone to join her. <laughs> She's screaming. They're all running out of the bathroom, kind of laughing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's and like then, run, run, and Lex just kind of stands and looks at her and is like, "Sorry." Yeah, <laughs> and of course they only get a detention from that. They just yeah. destroyed an entire bathroom in their school. One, it was they were in a like women's bathroom they weren't even supposed to be in, um, and <laughs> she they fucking destroy that entire bathroom. All they get is the detention. Yep. And then the next scene, they're sitting in attention, all three of them. Like in it, it looks like like an, a wood shop slash engineering class. 
Yeah, like they're almost being forced to just do like a woodshop thing as their detention. Yeah, because like he's uh, Hawks like getting the satellite working, and uh, they're still the like radio. talking with each other and everything. So obviously yeah. it's not super strict. And it, he's <laughs> trip squeezing the. I don't know what you call that thing. What? The thing that's on the Deftones Adrenaline cover. <laughs> that's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, did anybody want an enema? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone up for an enema? Uh, it's like a. Uh, I just remember it as like a nostril cleaner because they used to use yeah. it for babies. Yeah. But, uh, um, and they're like. Yeah, this, or, this I guess you could call it a baster, but that's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. But a baster's like has. The, the plastic. The, the baster end. part. Yeah. The thing that's attached to a baster. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call it that. So the squeezer, the squeezer, <laughs> the baster squeezer. Uh, Hawks like maybe some music will cheer us up, and mm-hmm. he adjusts the satellite, and he gets a signal from WURP, mm-hmm. which is in Detroit, where the Big Kiss show is happening, and they're giving away four tickets to front row, backstage VIP. Yep, yep. They to get to hang out with the Kiss. band, and they're like, "This is our chance. Like, let's you know, they're like, we can't do it without our drummer." Well, they end up making the decision to – they're going to break him out of boarding school. They're going to go to the KISS concert if they can get the tickets. So Tripp is going to be the one who tries to – I don't remember what number caller it was. It was like – I want to say it was like 109 or something like that. Yeah. Like a random number. Yeah. I thought it was like 17. <laughs> it's <laughs> somewhere in between there. It was definitely in the hundreds, I remember. It was like 129 or something like that. You went up higher. You well, like I don't know. 20. It was it was like within that range. It was a random number that they yeah. chose, like past the hundreds. Uh, to, and they have to name all four the the real names, the real names yeah, of the members of Kiss. Members of Kiss. Trip goes clever distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, like I gotta go to the bathroom, yeah. right? And teachers not buying. Teachers it buying it. Take your seat. He's and he he has the the turkey baster squeezer behind his back. Yeah, it's like Jerry rigged like a tube in his pants to like a tube with water in it, and uh, which goes right down the front. And he's talking about how he he has like this thing, this problem, we'll yeah. say. And the teacher once again tells him to take his seat, and he goes, "Oh man, I'm like, totally whizzing my pants." Yeah, he's like, I'm and he's just squeezing the 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 squeezer. And the water's coming out from the front. Looks like he's soaked himself. <laughs> and he tells he goes, "You disgust me." And go, and then he tells him to go. And Can you imagine if the teacher was like, "Finish and go back to your seat." <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch. <laughs> Look me Takes in the eyes. Magnifying <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen that TV show, The League? No. Oh, they have a character in it named Rafi, and whenever he, like, literally whenever he has a bodily secretion, he always <laughs> says, like, like uh, there's a scene where he's uh, he walks into a room, and there's vanilla scented candles, and he says vanilla scented candles make him sick, and he has to shit. And he's, like, laying on the bed, and he's like, oh, sometimes when I shit, I come. <laughs> <laughs> There was a scene where he's shitting his pants and, like, uh, there's another guy that's, like, next to him. And he's like, look in my eyes so I can finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Trip goes to the. He makes a beeline straight to the telephones they have in the, the, in the, in the lobby. lobby there. Puts the quarters in. Names the names. You just won four tickets to kiss. And then immediately hangs up. And then immediately <laughs> hangs up, which he doesn't know. Could be detrimental to this this trip. Yeah. 
His name is Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So now the plan is got to break out a buddy here. Great, we got to break out the boy. So they're trying to figure out how they're going to break him out, mm-hmm. and they see that Elvis is in the lunchroom, and he's talking to like the the cheerleaders or whatever. He goes, "So I see your lunch trays match your uniforms. Did yeah. you plan that?" <laughs> he's so creepy. He's just, like, you know, he's like that weird character that just is like is super uncomfortable or super uh, makes like every girl around him uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's just kind of like leaning over hitting the on table, high like, school hit, girls, yeah, hitting on high school girls thing i love about high school girls no. is when i get older they say the same age that is <laughs> you are a pedophile sir <laughs> but he looks over and he sees them even though they're trying to kind of like hide away from him yeah but he's like excuse me ladies <laughs> yeah, and then like, just eh. dashes yeah. takes straight off after them they're running out the door and the all you know and like as soon as he leaves all the girls are like oh he's so disgusting yeah. like, <laughs> they make it they escape out of the school yeah and just like we had run into this issue with Crossroads, you reach a limit and the chase just stops because apparently Elvis has some sort of invisible barrier, like a dog with an invisible fence. Mm-hmm. He just can't go on anymore. So he goes, like, gets on his knees and does, like, the up sky upshot, like, no! And they're running away and they go. And they make the. They already. They had already made the plan to use Lex's um, mom's car. Lex's mom's car, but it switches. Gino. Yeah, it switches to the next scene where we go to um, Jam's mom dropping him off at the the school, and you get to uh, you get to meet the priest. Um, who I forget what is, is Father, Father what? McNulty. Father McNulty. Yeah. And he does the whole thing where, you know, she is talking about, you know, why she sent him there. Why, you know, this yeah. is going to be good for you. You know, you're going to you're going to come back a changed person. You're going to love God, all these kinds of things or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's waving by smile. And then as soon as she walks out the door, his face changes. <laughs> Hereditary music plays again. <laughs> Jeremiah. He's like, oh, man, he's like, you really think this music is going to or is it? You think he says he says recklessness won't get you out of here. Yeah. He's like, like nothing. Stuck. Nothing you can do is gonna make us kick you out. You're yeah. stuck here. Yeah. Um. So it cut to the the people sh- his friends showing up, which it doesn't even show that he ordered going to a get pizza. Yeah, he ordered a pizza previously. And he goes, "I hope you are. I hope you uh, you've eaten already." Yeah, because he's not. He's not sharing the pizza. Because he's uh, what is it? They pull up. Just as the uh, mom Mrs. is walking out. Leaving. So they're all, like, hiding in the car so they don't – or she doesn't notice And them. you can kind of see, like, she looks in the rear view and, like, she thinks she recognizes the car because it's Lex's mom's car. Yeah. And – But she doesn't think anything of it and decides to drive away. Yep. Uh, and then the pizza guy shows up, and that's when they come up – because they're like, how are we going to get inside? Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do? They, and they come up with the plan to – Take the guy's disguise. He goes. He goes in and he asks, uh, "Did anyone know where Father McNulty's office is?" Yeah. They take his disguise and the pizza, mm-hmm. uh, and they assumingly, willingly do this. Yes. Like he, they just don't like rip all his clothes off. <laughs> and Hawk goes in disguised as the pizza guy, mm-hmm. and he puts shrooms, trips shrooms, on the pizza, mm-hmm. and the plan is to. Let Father McNulty eat the pizza, trip the fuck out, and then and Jam gets to walk escape. In. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's funny because you can realize when uh, Jam realizes that he's eating the shrooms. Yeah, because yeah. you see them kind. Of, I Hawk mean, kind of leans in. He's like, "Don't, don't have a bite of the pizza." Yeah, because I mean, it looks 
different than like regular mushrooms on a pizza because usually it's cut into that you know like thinner mushroom shape that's already yeah. on the pizza but they're moving around and you're just like oh shit like yeah shit's about to go down yeah and it, it happens first of all it happens way quicker than shrooms actually kick <laughs> well we don't know how much time has gone by uh that's true so he they just know that he's uh there it cuts to them showing that they've been waiting outside and he's like man it's been forever how long is this going to take he's like sometimes you know it could take up to 30 minutes man yeah uh, and they're like oh we don't have a view like we don't know how we're going to know when he starts tripping and then but you just hear him yeah just it's like, all like an intercom burst out in laughter yeah and they're like yep it's time <laughs> So they go back in, and uh, Nun's the, trying to stop him. The we thing don't know is, the nun's is that name. they were so concerned about him, or, like, how are we going to get in there? But, like, they just straight walked in, and the nun didn't stop them, really. She was trying to, like, tell them to leave, but she yeah. wasn't, like, stopping them. Yeah. Um, they just walked straight into his office and yeah. because he was tripping And he doesn't out. see anything with the mu- – he just thinks it's a stale mushroom. Yeah. Because he, he coughs a little bit. Yeah. And he goes in, and she's like, "Take it easy, we're friends of the Padre." <laughs> yeah. like, hey, how you doing? He's like, "Hey, I heard you coming out of my nose." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hawksby's like, "Yeah, that's great. All right, we're gonna take our buddy Jam to the big Satanic Kiss concert." Wasn't he talking about how like the Bible or like is the greatest like dark comedy or yeah, something? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Satan, Satan, Santa, same letters, the same guy." Yeah. <laughs> What did he call? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, they they leave, and he's laughing, and the nun is kind of like freaked out, and he goes like, "What are you doing there, Sister Gonorrhea?" Yeah. <laughs> and she does sign of the cross, and then she just kind of runs out screaming, and he's, and he's laughing just like still. pretending to be an angel, yeah, like, he's like flapping his wings. Like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so now they've escaped. Cut to them on the road. Uh, they're on the road on to Detroit, road which. Uh, all of the locations in this movie are actually in Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, random places in Ontario. The Which is supposed to – It's well, I mean, most of the movie is supposed to take place, at least on their road trip, is supposed to be from Ohio it's to It's supposed to be Detroit. from Cleveland to Detroit. Yeah. Which they got the Ohio scenery perfect, that flat yeah, land. flat land, especially like autumn. Yeah. It all takes – all the locations are filmed in Ontario, and if I'm not mistaken – which um, I'm talking way ahead of the time, but mm-hmm. one of the ways you can tell is how they, when they get to Detroit, the way when they do the B-roll of like Detroit, like city, mm-hmm. and you're on the bridge to Detroit where the GM building is, which is the big building with like three smaller towers around yeah. it. The way they're entering Detroit, I believe, is from the bridge from Canada to Michigan and not from the one from Cleveland to Michigan. Going, you would, well, you would go. There's no bridge from Cleveland to Michigan. You would have to go west to Toledo and then go up north. It's probably like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. It's three hours, three and a half hours from Columbus to Detroit. And the way you go, you see you have to go up 23. Mm -hmm. You go all the way up and then you go through Toledo and that. So you actually just have to go west instead of going north. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure that's the bridge from Canada to Michigan. And that's how you get that shot. That's that's where that angle comes from. Because it's like, that's not, I've never seen that. But I know that that bridge is there. Yeah. I think there's a bridge to Canada from Cleveland as well. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, 
cut to them. Uh, they are being well. It shows them just kind of rocking out to the to some yeah, kiss music. They're rocking out to some kiss music, and their uh, trip has this idea, right? Well, they're eating the, some of the shroom pizza as well, yeah, which looks disgusting oh it looks it like it has a layer of clay is. over it yeah i mean it's probably it's got drugs yeah <laughs> and um, it's who knows how old that pizza is by now <laughs> yeah trip gets this crazy idea what if mystery opened for kiss <laughs> in like 1976 kiss opened for blue oyster call one year later to the day Blue Call open for Kiss, mm-hmm. and Lex said, "Well, yeah, well, we're gonna be, we won't be opening for anyone until our lead singer gets over his stage fright." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I don't have fucking stage fright, man." Yeah. It's like you passed out. And, and I love a, that you learn little quirks about each character throughout the movie. That yeah. later, when they're in Detroit, it's almost like they have to face their own specific individual fears. Yeah, um, and <laughs> they're all they're all making fun of him. Uh, it, it seems like. Each person has their own little thing that they each kind of like. Except for Trip, Trip's just like barely. He's like subhuman. He he's the group idiot, so they just make fun of him for being stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you get a bunch of what do they call the kind of disco guys that are driving behind? Oh, uh, I know they, they call, call them the girl Estella, the Stellas and uh, Guidos. Yeah. So, but they're they're driving, listening to their 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 love gun there. Kiss. They're actually listening that song. I forget that song, but it's great. Uh, the one where it's so they get when they get in the car, and it's mm-hmm. just a shot, like a spinning shot of them in the car. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I forget the name of the song, but it's a good song. I don't remember. Regardless. So you got the Stellas and the Guidos driving behind them. Listening, listening to, to that disco. awful disco music. Yeah. And being just like the worst kind of white people. <laughs> yeah, just kind of driving like assholes, but uh Trip Not really. They're what? just listening to their music uh and Trip throws a pizza, right? Cuz they're riding he grabs up a, on... he grabs a, a handful of cheese off the top of the pizza yeah. and then throws it back behind them and hits the car. Mm-hmm. And at first he they thought that he had killed a bird, mm-hmm. but then he was like, "No, nah, man, that's pizza." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to kill these kids." Yeah, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. Basically gets into this whole driving match where they're like he's like trying to slam into them while also not trying to damage his own car. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The paint. The paint. <laughs> yeah, the paint. Um, finally he cuts in front of them, gets them to stop the car, which I keep, every time I see this scene, I'm like, you could have just backed up and driven away. Yeah. But they, for some reason, decide to, to stay there, let the other guys get out of the car and then yank them out of the car. Yeah. Um, it goes in this whole thing where he's basically like, you know, I'm going to kick your asses like the, for doing that. He's like, he grabs, grabs Hawk's head. Yeah. He grabs Hawk's head and shoves it into the pizza. And it's kind of smearing it all around. And the gr- one of the girls who becomes important later in the movie. Christine. But Christine, yeah. She ends up being like, you know, you're – I think his name was Freddie or something like that. Yeah. Like, you're an asshole, Freddie. Like, I'm I'm heading out. She she walks off. Uh, one of the girls – the other girl, I don't think we ever really get her No. Name. Thick accent on her, yeah. though. She tries to stop her. She's like, you know, where are you going? We're on the side of the highway in the middle of nowhere. You're just going to walk We're by We're on yourself. the side of the freaking highway. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but she, she ends probably up, was really into Madonna like five years later. Oh yeah, yeah. She uh, she ends up coming back and joins the rest of the group, but um, breaks or he takes the uh, the Kiss CD once he hear it, hears it playing in the car. Yeah, and he throws it into no, the middle of the highway. No, no, no. Cool in the gang. 
that's music. And the the other guy yeah. who's just basically the yes man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he, I can't. I think it was like Joey or something. Because he goes like, I break his freaking legs, Joey, or something. Yeah. And uh, maybe Joey. And he's funny because he's just like. He's like his yes man slash hype man. Yeah. He's like, cool man gang, that's music. It's Kiss? almost like. It's garbage. It's almost like uh, two mafia guys and one of them is like a lower rank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he throws the CD. Fucking knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throws the CD. It gets run over by a car. It gets destroyed. Um, I forget what happens that causes Hawk to kick him in the nuts. Is that- he, he calls him a. Uh, a dick with ears. You're basically a walking dick with ears. Yeah. And you go, oh, break his freaking legs, Joey. And he grabs him, and then he just shoots his knee right up. Hawk yep. shoots his knee right up into his junk. Oh, man. He lands on the ground, and then he decides to knee him in the head, uh-huh. which then sends him sprawling he, face. And the other dude's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a zoom in on. on which, okay, my, this is also one of my favorite parts, because he hits him. He hits him in the nuts. Hits him in the head, turns yeah. around, and just already has a lit cigarette in his hand completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, he's got deep pockets. Yeah. But, I mean, it was – you don't see him, like, turn around, pull out a cigarette, light it. It's already lit, and it looks like it's, like, a quarter of the way already smoked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it's like – With it's his like, butt? <laughs> it's like they had a staff member on the side who just happened to have been smoking a cigarette during the filming, and they're like, "Quick, just give that to him!" Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you just get grabbed. He's it. like, he's on the other side of the car, like underneath the hood. Yeah, like, hey, here's the cigarette. Uh, <laughs> I smoke some of it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's got my saliva. On it. Kid so, walks back, and you can see Black, the, uh, Black Sabbath Iron Man starts playing. Yeah, the kid walks back to his friends, and you can see the other, the other, uh, the other disco Guido guys like starting to look nervous. He's yeah. like, "Oh crap, mm-hmm. these kids! I probably shouldn't have messed with them." But uh, they does the whole like intimidation thing, where they one guy takes off his kiss belt and wraps it around his hand, and mm-hmm. Trip takes off his his, his uh, chain wallet, and he's like pulling it like, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get you." Yeah. Cut to they're all hanging over the the ledge of the uh, the highway railing, with their hands tied behind their back. The other girl that didn't walk away is yelling at them like, "You won't get away with this! They're yeah. gonna come after you!" So of course Hawk's like, "Well, I'm gonna give them a reason to come after us." Then yeah, grabs a rock, puts their car uh, in drive, and puts a rock on the on the gas pedal. The gas pedal. The car flies down into a ditch and mm-hmm. is in the water, and it's still running. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two they drive off, and the two guys wake up, and they have the kiss, the makeup kiss on fan them. makeup on them. Got the makeup on you. I was like, oh, oh no, I got the makeup on me <laughs> oh, too. He's like, oh, they got they put the makeup on me too, man. But um, <laughs> so now we don't know how much distance Christine was able to get. Yeah. between the beginning of the fight. And them coming up to her, but they're back in the car celebrating, and they find Christine on the side of the road, and Jam's like, we should pick her up. Like, you know, she's a high school girl. She's not a high school girl. She's way older. We know this. She's definitely older in real life, but she might uh, be playing high school. Fifth-year senior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he goes like, oh, come on, man. We can't, like, do this to her. There are horror movies that start out like this. And then yeah. Trip goes, but wait. They make porno movies that start out like this, <laughs> so they pick her up. Of course, that changes everyone's mind. They're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shots, very close face shots of her with lipstick, putting on lipstick, kind of looking at her, like her eyes are kind of All the guys kind of staring at her. Dressing, yeah, like un- visually undressing, undressing her. her. 
mostly Chirp and Lex. Yeah. And they start going at it with her, arguing about disco and rock. And uh, she's pretty much able to keep up. She's able to hold her own until yeah. uh, because they're all smoking boof. Yeah. Uh, in in the car, and she's uh, at the beginning. You hear she says, "Car with a bunch of potheads." Great. She's trying to go to a place in Detroit as well. She's mm-hmm. trying to go to a club called Disco Inferno. And as as the car ride progresses, she starts getting a contact high. Yeah. And Hawk threatens to kick her out of the car. And she goes, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? And he goes, why don't you lick my hairy crack? And she goes, why don't you bend over? You're looking right at it. And there's just confusion. And you know it's confusion because even Drip is confused. (laughs) And Lex, expert delivery, says... That fell about 30 yards short of making any sense. And yeah. then she, they all start laughing together, and then she starts hitting boobs. Yeah, she kind of calms down. She's like, you know, let me hit that shit. You got some good weed. And uh, cut to they're finally in Detroit. They do a little cut scene where it just kind of shows them kind of driving around and seeing all the seeing all uh, the, sights. the sights and all the buildings to look at. But uh, they pull up in front of the radio station, got prime parking. WURP, crazy concert. Let, like, you will never go to a concert that looks like this. Full on people uh, on top of cars, on top of cars, all in fan makeup, like filling up the Lex streets. is like shaking in the car. He's like, I'm going swervo mode or yeah. something stupid. There, uh, it's the, great parking. The though. radio station is like right next or right uh, next to the, the, the stadium. stadium, which everybody is headed to. Like, I mean, it looks like the whole town is going to this place. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, dads carrying their kids and makeup and just everybody of all walks of life going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all head. They, they leave. Christine in the car, she's still passed out from uh, from being high. Uh-huh. They all head inside, and they're super excited to pick up these tickets. They're heading up, and they're all heading up. Jumping the around. Yeah, There's jumping a shot around. of the camera slowly kind of rotating around as they're yeah. dancing, and it gets faster. And then they find this guy, WRP, mm-hmm. and they say, I want to thank you in advance for giving us those tickets. And he goes, you're a trip. And he goes, no. Nah. Trip goes, I'm trip. We talked on the phone, and they play back a recording of earlier in the school when he answered the question, and he won, and he got so excited he hung up, which we mentioned before. Yep. And should not hang up when you win tickets because <laughs> they'll just put you in an offline mode where they can get the information and they can send you the thing. Didn't do that. Yeah. So they don't have any tickets. It was never theirs. It never existed for them. Back to, to the get, elevator. Back to the elevator. Pina coladas. A playing. moment of silence, and then all of a sudden, Hawk, Hawk grabs trip. Grabs trip and starts <laughs> throwing him, him on the on ground. The ground. They're like, "Oh, calm, calm down." Yeah. They gawk out. They go back out outside of WRP. The Volvo is gone. The Volvo Obugino is gone. Is gone. They assumed the Stella has stolen it uh, because she was passed out, and they yeah. probably they assumed that she woke up and just took their car to go to wherever she was planning on going. Yep. Um, They're all kind of having a bit of a crisis. There's yeah. no kiss tickets. The car is gone. They have no way to get home. Mm-hmm. So now they're fully determined to go to this concert. They like, don't have any way to No get one's home. missing this kiss concert. Yeah. Come back. We're going to meet back here at the or at this intersection at 830 with whatever we get. So they go into their separate ways. Now, the way we're going to cover this, because these all kind of happen at once, we're actually going to go character by character. So we're going to talk about Hawk. And then Jam, and then Trip, and then Lex. And then we'll talk about them all coming back together. Yes. So we're going to – a lot of this stuff is happening at once, and you you skip in between them all the time. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to do the bulk entire story of all of these. So we begin with Hawk. 
and Hawk goes up to this shifty-eyed looking dude. Guy probably acts. selling dope. Yeah, he he was selling tickets, but he acts like a drug dealer. Yeah. who is on you know a creepy ass drug dealer you meet on the side of the street in Detroit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's you know takes a hit off of his cigarette like every other word. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he's he's stressing. Yeah. So, in order to get the tickets, uh, Hawk needs enough money. Hawk only got like a certain amount of money. Yep. And the guy happens to have one ticket left. Yep. And he'll save it for him if he if he gets the money. And there's a place called It's Raining Men. It's a strip club. Old lady strip club. Right across the street. And very creepily, do not like the way he says this. He goes, he lets, go in there and shake your wee-wee. Yeah, he lets Hawk know that they're having a special night where you can win some money if you go up on the stage and you win. Anybody, yeah. Hawk has a fake ID. Mm-hmm. Well, first he goes, I, I got stage fright. And the guy says, "You want to see? Or you want to limit yourself to seeing Kiss only on the album covers for the rest of your life?" Yeah, he's like, "You go gonna in let there and stage shit, fright we, we. stop you from seeing the biggest rock show of the entire world?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he goes in. He has a fake ID. He goes mm-hmm. in. Yeah, old ladies, creepy old ladies. And he goes up to the bar. He's like, "Well, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta do this drunk." Dude at the bar is great. I hope. I don't know Super who. I don't know who lucky. plays him. He's like doing this jive uh, that I kind of associate with disco. Just like yeah, this. the entire time he's kind of walking in between customers. He's kind of like dancing in between. He's got them. no shirt on. Yeah, and he goes like ah, b- bourbon, I guess, and gives him the bourbon. And he goes, "How much do I?" Oh yeah, he goes nothing. It's uh, on on bit like on behalf of this woman over here, and it's Amanda Finch, which is the uh, future love interest of Hawk. We'll find out. Yeah. Hawk takes a swig of it before he goes up because they they say his name. And the first person you really see that you recognize in this club is Ron Jeremy. That's one of the big things about each one of their stories is they each get a girl. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do. Hawk takes a swig, spits it immediately out, goes, uh, I think it's rotten. (laughs) Or it's gone. It's gone bad. And he turns around the stool. Holds his arms out like I can do this. Like I, he's gonna get over his stage fright and it's he's gonna time. do it. He's gonna he's, get that money. He's gonna see to kiss. Get up on that stage. Falls down. That was done on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do that live, but that was done on purpose because that will resonate with the audience. <laughs> and gets back up. <laughs> <laughs> he gets back up. Woo! All the girls are still clapping for him. Uh, gets up on stage and. He d- it turns into this weird spinning camera move where it follows his head around. And he's literally going around and around on stage because he's drunk off his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell he's starting to get sick. And then he falls to his knees. There happens to be a server that's right in front of him with a empty pitcher on his uh, on his tray. Grabs the pitcher and then just straight projectile vomits into this pitcher, filling the entire thing. And I mean straight up like... Not bad movie like projectile vomit, but to the point where you can like it was placed nicely, but you can still see that it's fake. Um, he fills up this entire picture, and the entire time the the whole crowd of older ladies is looking on in horror as like they're like, okay, this mood is gone. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, we yeah. were here to see naked men, not a fifteen. I'm not horny anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then he starts getting into it, right? Because they yeah. play Kiss. Yeah, he he tells Ron Jeremy to throw on some Kiss. <laughs> That's so great. And yeah, he takes his uh, crazy trench coat off, and you know he has a Kiss shirt underneath, and and he starts kind of rocking out and getting into it, and and slowly but surely the women are starting to get behind him yeah. on it, and 
you know, it's think of it as a, you know, I mean, it's it's everything you want in Eddie for a long strip tease to be. Yeah, and it's not even really a strip tease. He's more of like banging his head around to the rock yeah, music, yeah. and he's just kind of like throws off his, his pants, clothes, and yeah. he's got boxers that say "kiss this" on the back. He's got Gene Sims with his tongue out on the front. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're into it, and and he makes it through, and most importantly, he gets over his stage fright. Mm-hmm. Now all the men line up to announce the winner, right? And the winner is some dude named Sirloin. He does yeah. not win. He's dressed like a dude in a medieval war that had, would die in a second. Yeah. No protection whatsoever. Yeah, he's that got dude like, does like he's medieval He's got a man porn. thong and like a piece chain of chainmail on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, a g- great shot in this movie. He's like kind of in a sour mood now, and he's walking like with his head down off the stage. And down the front, and he the camera is following him um, the entire time, and he's interrupted by Amanda, and Amanda says, "I'm willing to spend money on you if you just spend some time with me." Mm-hmm. And we go to Amanda's car. Amanda's car. Uh, he still has his boxers on. Yeah, which makes me wonder if he got dressed, got back in the car, then got undressed again, or like <laughs> uh, probably just stayed undressed. Yeah. And they're gonna fuck. They gonna yeah. fuck Ryan, yeah. and she uh, she 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 like, comes straight like she's like sitting in the 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 driver's seat. She leans over and she puts her foot like on his dick, and as soon as she touches it, straight comes. <laughs> she's like, "I see you. You're acquainted with premature Peter." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry about that." And she goes, "Don't worry. I'm sure there's plenty more, more that, that came, came from. from." And they fuck. Yeah. Uh, Consensual statutory rape <laughs> because he's young. He's a young boy, and she's old. So she gives him money, and mm-hmm. he can't accept it. He's like, I can't I can't. It would cheapen this. the experience. Yeah, and she goes, this isn't for the sex. This is for whatever you needed it for, mm-hmm. and it's probably enough to get really? into is, a kiss Sure, concert. I needed this for like a pound of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> he accepts, and he goes on his way to – Go back to this person to get the ticket. He's sold the ticket. Mm-hmm. And he runs away and he flips him off and he turns a corner and he's gone. He just sold the ticket. Last ticket. He's like, he's no, like no, no, you can't. You fucking you, asshole. You promised me. Like, yeah. guy's running away and he's like, oh, fuck, I can't. What am I, I can't believe now? Hawk has never run into a ticket scalper before. I mean, who knows, knows how bad ever, these people Who knows are. If, we've ever, if he's ever been to a concert before? Yeah, that's true. We don't know. We don't know. All those bootleg DVDs, man. Yeah. That's all you need. So uh transitioning to jam. Yeah. Jam's the jam hasn't started to do anything and he's still walking on the side of the road trying to think of some plan that he can do to get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Um and of course he happens to walk by Matt a, Mock. Yeah. Mothers against the music of Kiss. A big protest against the Kiss show and who happened do we see to be leading this <laughs> Kiss uh, alteration? <laughs> Saint Michael herself, Mrs. Yeah. Bruce. <laughs> She's up there with a lit cigarette in her hand and, and a, a microphone. Megaphone. She grabs his drumsticks out of his hand, and he, she basically is like, oh, you are in trouble now, Jeremiah. Yeah. yeah. Grabs him and leads him to uh, – she just happens to know a church nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of the father, uh, the priest. I don't remember. I think she just calls him father. He was going it's... to defy God at the Kiss concert. Yeah. And he goes, well, in this case, right this way. And then go I, into the church. I think she just calls him father because I don't think it's their church because yeah. they're in Detroit. Yeah. Um, but she bas- she's she is blinded with rage. She is, like, shaking. And she's, like, about yeah. to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Across the street at a diner is Beth, 
because they're moving yes. up north and they happen to be cutting Detroit. through Detroit yeah. and they'd be in there and and she's like oh she sees his mom dragging <laughs> him into the church yeah she asks her parents if she can go just like go say goodbye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and this is the weirdest like alteration with parents where the mom is like no like you can't go do that and the dad's like well maybe he just she, maybe she likes the boy you know go hang out with yeah. or whatever like that. just let him go let her go say goodbye mm-hmm. um Cut to the mom, like kind of giving the giving the boy off to the the father to do confession. Yeah, goes into the confessional booth. Now, we're missing a really creepy part: the interaction between her and the priest, where oh, she's like kissing, he's his praying, hand. and she's like, "You will ne- like you're you no son of mine will become like a musician, like a career musician." And yeah. she holds the drumsticks up to him like a cross. It goes never, never, never. <laughs> she's like, calm, he's like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> and she turns around shaking. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, so she sorry. kisses his hand a bunch, and even he's weirded out by it. And uh, it's not, it's not cool. But yeah, they go into the confessional booth, and this this priest is creepy. <laughs> He is. He also doesn't like his uh, pussy ass sins. Yeah, not, not pedophile creepy, cr- but more like he just because he can't. He's have horny. Sex. He's horny. <laughs> He's a horny old man. He, not horny for little boys, hopefully. But <laughs> no, no, as established, women. Yes, yes, women he, of age. I assume he wants to hear the dirty stories. Yeah. Cause he uh he he can't do anything. He needs himself. to get his rocks off, yeah. man. He can't do anything himself, so he relies on the confessional stories. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I know he's like he's basically. What does he tell him that he's like? That's not juicy enough. Yeah, like, yeah. He literally says like juicy or something. Yeah. He's like I'm, he's like I'm, I'm gonna leave you with your thoughts, and when, I want you to think about something a little more juicy to tell me, and I will come back. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the priest walks out. Beth walks right into his portion of the confessional. Yeah. And uh, what is it? He turns around and she like – he like kind of freaks out for a second because she's just right there. Yeah. And she like covers his hand – or his mouth with her hand. Yeah. Um, And she she has something that she wants to tell him. Yeah. With her mouth. <laughs> she has always, always loved him since the, the moment that she saw him. Uh-huh. Straight, you know, high school movie. Man, if the uh, priest was still in here, I man. Uh, oh. And he's like, kids having sex. <laughs> I know. She's like, uh, oh man, like you know, this this girl likes me. He's like, oh, well, I've always felt the same way about you too. I've loved you ever since the first minute I saw you. Yeah. And he's like, am I am I gonna get laid? <laughs> and guess what they do, Ryan? They fuck. They fuck. Now, in the confessional booth, the implication here for the, all the stories is that Jam and Hawk actually fuck. Yeah. Not each other. <laughs> but the the women that they come across, they fuck. Lex and Trip, a little ambiguous. Definitely not Trip. Yeah. Lex, we don't know. Really. Uh, probably not, though. Yeah, probably not. Now, the priest comes back in, and they're trying to get the clothes on, and they sneak out. And the way they sneak out is Jam tells this story about, like, a family reunion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he comes up with a fake story about a family reunion where apparently it was, like, his cousin or something. No. No. They was fuck his cousin. No, no, no. It was, like, his cousin asked him to, or, like, his aunt or something like that. It was, like, his cousin's aunt or, like, his, uh, I don't know, his something. His cousin's aunt I don't, is his no, aunt. I, no, that'd be his mom. <laughs> His cousin's aunt was. Oh, so that's a weird way to say mom. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but uh, it's not my mom. It's my cousin's aunt. It's, it, I, I could have sworn it was like somebody that he said he was related to kind of started to come on to him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he uh, was home. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you would not believe what she had underneath when she started to get undressed. I did not know women had that many articles of clothing, but he did. Oh, this priest had a whole list. <laughs> he was going. I don't think they wear half of those things anymore. No. Uh, he was like, was a leather thong, and he was like crotchless panties, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, it was a full on. <laughs> and his listing. eyes are getting shiftier, and yeah. like he's getting more and more like. And while he's listing off all these things, uh, he just slowly kind of goes underneath the where the priest can see him, and kind of creeps out the the, the professional the, booth. Yeah, and then Beth and Jam escape yeah. while the priest is just saying every female article of clothing that you cannot see in the naked eye yeah. um, but you can see naked yeah. <laughs> he is so horny he reminds me of uh what is it there's a uh you've seen blue mountain state right i've seen enough of it so okay probably no there's an episode about. where they all are going celibate for like they can't masturbate they can't have sex or anything okay and they're all getting help some help from a priest to help them like stay celibate and the priest whenever he plays football with them goes way too hard like he, he, he like smashes into them when he tackles them and like he's like the priest <laughs> you need to get laid and the priest is just like <laughs> He's like, I love the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like straight hulking out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> no priest. <laughs> Beth is basically like, I'll call you when we get a phone in the house. Yeah. Because 1978. Because she's still, I mean, they just hooked up, but she's still moving. Yep. And her, her parents are, you know, she's like, get in the car. We got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, she leaves. And then uh, he's walking on his way back, like around the corner to where his mom is still protesting. Yes. She, I don't remember exactly. She's in the middle of, of yelling something on the stage when he walks up and just grabs the megaphone out of her hand. Yes. And goes it, on a whole spree of, you it know. It took fucking in a confessional booth to get over his fear of his mother of his fear of his mother maybe his nice guy attitude he's a little more assertive yeah which is good he kind of he can stand up for himself now well he's confident enough to take the megaphone from her and scream i lost my virginity in a confessional booth yeah i love that scene he's like he yells i lost my virginity in a confessional booth and then what does he say like basically it's along the lines of she had a hard life and she kind of shoved those bad memories onto her son. Yeah. And with that, she doesn't have to think about how shitty of a mother she is. If she sends him away to boarding school, then Just because when he it. gets out, he's going to be of legal age. So he doesn't have to go back to live with her. Yeah. Um, then basically she's, he, he's out of her life forever. She doesn't have to think about him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that after he screams that he has sex with a confessional booth, he's like, God have mercy. <laughs> yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and uh, and then he's uh, he asks for his, his drumsticks his drum- Can back. Can I have my fucking drumsticks back? And um, she has this like straight shock look on her face. Like, Absolutely. She just kind of 
stumbles over to the the, the, the trash can. Trash can. One of them is busted. Yeah. He just throws it on the ground, takes He's like the one. cute and tosses yeah. it. Spins it. She's pleased with this. Every, everybody in the crowd is in a state of shock, and he gets off the stage and just kind of walks away, but then she's like, she, they uh, grow up so breath. fast, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. And that's the last we see of her. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, and that's that's Jam's story. Yeah. Trip. He doesn't even have any portion of his story about trying to find a ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Because uh, he has to deal with his mother, which yeah. is kind of a bigger story arc for him. Yeah. Because he's the only one that you in in the movie that you meet his parents, or one of his parents. Yeah. He, I don't think he has, or at least his father isn't with them. Yeah. Uh, Trip is looking for tickets. And he goes into the gas station nearby. Because his plan the entire time was to find a group of kids to just rob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finds two little kids playing with a stretch arm starting outside and says, Hey, yeah, you punks, give me your kiss tickets. I mean, these kids look like they've got to be like seven, eight. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. They go, kiss sucks, and they run away. And he takes the stretch Armstrong. Yeah. And he's just like <laughs> entertained by the stupid <laughs> yeah, thing. He just puts Goes it in, in puts it in his pocket. Looks kind of looks around at what he's going to do. Uh, he sees the gas station. Uh, or it's it's more like a convenience store. It ha- I mean, it's the convenience store part of a gas station. Yeah, we don't see, like, the front of it, so no. it could have been a it's gas like station. A con- but, yeah. yeah, it just kind of looks like a 7-Eleven looking place. Yeah. He goes in the back, sees the kid with the full kiss makeup on. He's like, all right, I found somebody I can yeah. take. Playing kiss pinball. He um, walks up to the kid and basically just does the whole bully act. Like, give me your, give me your kiss tickets or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And the kid, faces it. Yeah. The kid does the whole like sarcastic, like, oh no, sir, please don't, you know, beat me up for my kiss tickets. He's hold, like, my brother's holding it for us. Clearly a ploy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Chongo. <laughs> this guy is like seven foot one. <laughs> yeah, this is like the senior who's like twenty five. <laughs> yeah. Completely jacked. And uh as he's walking over, he does they do the whole like he's like Yeah, and he's like he duh, duh, Yeah. Duh. As he's walking. And the little kid grabs Trip by the collar and says, Don't try to run. He's an all star track. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Trip is freaking out and yeah. he's like, you know, what's going on here? It's like, this guy tried to rob me from my kiss tickets. I said, no. Nah. I said, hey, little kid, do you know where I can take a piss? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And he's like, please, man, I'll do anything to try to get out of an ass beating. <laughs> yeah. He is a fucking submissive I motherfucker. Know. He's literally on his knees, like almost crying, <laughs> like, I'll do anything to get out of an ass beating, man. And um, he's like, you know what? Maybe we could use some money for some, uh, you know, some extra snacks and drinks at the concert. Yeah, he will not be attending. Yeah. And uh, so instead of instead of beating him up, they're like, if you can get us some money, then you can you know, we won't we won't kick your ass. Yeah. And that's when he's like, all right, well, now I have to rob the store. Yeah. Um, He is kind of standing on the corner and we kind of see a magazine trying to figure out how he's going to approach this. And And he he has kind of a thought sequence of people's heads popping up around him of what they would say to him in the situation if they were there. Yeah. None of which approve of the situation. No, Uh, It's all of his friends. Yeah. And he goes, "Okay, shut up. Like everyone just kind of looks. Yeah. He's like. (laughs) And. He pulls down his hat, which actually is a ski mask. Yeah. 
and he has he has his hand in his pocket because the stretch arms aren't there to imitate a gun, mm-hmm. and he turns around and right in front of him another guy turns around with a shotgun and he's actually robbing the store. <laughs> he goes, "All right, everyone, introduce yourselves to the floor and kiss it." I love that they go in because the entire time uh, throughout, like beforehand throughout the sh- uh, the movie, Trip was talking about how he's like. Oh, you know, I'm going to drop out of high school when I get the chance. He's like, I'm just going through the motions. And he would always mention that, you know, he didn't care about the school or anything like that. And then the guy goes into a whole monologue about how he's like, yeah, I have to do this. He's like, I basically just went through the motions at school until I could drop out. Like, basically showing, like, what could happen to Trip if he went down this road. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he pulls out and he's like, I, I got a gun. And he's like, pull out your gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. Stretch Armstrong, and what he tries to grab it from him, he and grabs he grabs the shotgun, and then the robber grabs the Stretch Armstrong, and they're both kind of like wrestling for it. Yeah, and he lets go with the Stretch Armstrong, hits him in the head, apparently enough to knock him out cold, get him some airtime, sends him flying backwards, yeah. and uh, and he lands in a shelf of stuff, knocked out. Girl's super happy. Yeah, Trip. Trip is the hero, and of course, even though Trip had gone in there without the mask on and had have had. At one point, everybody in the store looking at him. Yeah. Then pulls the mask down. Apparently, nobody recognizes yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl's like, who are you? I hate this part. He goes, they call me Dr. Love. And she pulls, she does the whole Spider-Man thing where she lifts up the mask just over his Fuck lips. Fuck James DeBello. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> she kisses him, and that's, that's basically all Trip gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, not necessarily. So, cop shows up and is like, uh, "Yeah, do you know uh, who the guy was?" He goes, "They go, did, did the guy take anything?" Again, no, but store policy is to give one hundred and fifty dollars to Someone's, anyone who's able to stop like yeah. a robbery. And if I ever see Doctor Love again, <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Well, let us know if you see him again." And he's like, "Well, if I ever see him again, you'll have to let me uh, you, start let you me get with him first. first, yeah." And he goes, he's just behind the store with, with yeah, just around the corner, the kid and Chongo and all of them. And he takes 150 and goes, tisk tisk tisk. I and thought like, things would have worked out better for that's you. That's all I was able to get, man. Yeah. And uh, long story short, uh, Chongo punches him in the stomach. They take his money and his wallet. Chongo just gives him one good punch in the stomach, and he goes flying back against the wall. Yeah. They're leaving and laughing, and as he's like kind of on the on the ground, like out of breath and crying, he's he, the kids running back around. He's he's still got the the stretch the stretch Armstrong guy, and he's like, "Well, at least I still have you, man." Yeah. And the kid runs around the corner, grabs the stretch Armstrong, puts a of hostess hands. cupcake in his face, and runs away. Yeah, yeah. I thought he tears off. No, no, no. I thought he tears off the uh, the head of the. When they grab it out of his hand, he goes like, "Oh, I tore off his head." Oh. And then they throw the head back at him. No, they throw a cupcake at oh, him. Okay, yeah, that's um, Trip's story. Yeah, Trip ended, <laughs> gets robbed. Ended up kind of having the best story, and then it be- just became the worst story. Yeah, unfortunate. Now Lex, Lex, he says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna sneak into the fucking concert." He's the only one idiots. that just tried to just sneak in. So he goes in through the back. There's a dude dressed similarly to him who he is He seems on... to go in through the area where they're unloading and loading all of the band's gear and equipment. So he tries to blend in with all of the the, the working crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
these two security guards, they say, like, hey, you. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. And he turns around. There's already another security guard there. I don't know how the hell they reacted this quickly. He was all, the, the one that was just, just happening walking down and noticed that he didn't have a badge. So he's like, hey, you. But the guy that was behind him was, like, already full dead sprint. Yeah. Like, and stopped. And was like, get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he goes and he sneaks in. Uh, he actually sneaks past a dude that's dressed like him. And he grabs him. He goes, what the fuck, man? He's like, he has his pass. He's a stagehand. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dumb, like, uh, pigs, idiots, whatever. Yeah. And he sneaks in carrying a drum head, like mm-hmm. a kiss drum head. And he drops it down, down like a, a bunch of shit. It lands into like a uh, audio rack. And it, and it lands like right in front of those guys, too. And they yeah. happen to notice that he's there again. Yeah. So the chase starts anew. Yep. And um, he sneaks up on some ventilation systems. He's yeah. actually in the back. uh backstage area not in the load-in part but where like everyone's partying vip is food and stuff yeah yeah and he kind of is scouting out the location we see very lucky hot tub guy with five women yeah uh we see you see the two a bunch of nice tables with like glass over it or maybe some sort of like ice sculpture yeah i think it was a giant tower of like champagne glasses yeah and uh the trailer of kiss and some girls get let in and yep. he's like kiss is fucking in there man yeah the ventilation gives under his weight and he crashes into the tower of champagne yep. the loudest most destructive possible way could have went went for him so the security guards pick him up throw him over into some trash bags and he's out of backstage and some dogs some some junkyard dogs very angry very mm-hmm. angry dogs They've, he stumbled into their territory, and he's like, oh, God, what now? And he goes, if I make it out of this alive, I promise I will never pull my pork again. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, there's the one super loud dog in the back, and it turns out to just be this tiny-ass beagle. Yeah. <laughs> um, With a Frisbee. Yeah, and as soon as the, the the dog brings the Frisbee over, all the other dogs calm down because they just want him to throw the Frisbee and play. Yeah. Um, he tosses the frisbee and he's like, "Oh, thank God!" They all go running, chasing after it. And as he's walking over, he notices some light and sounds coming from the window that he, he got tossed near. Mm-hmm. And inside just happens to be a chop shop. <laughs> yep, with his car, the OB Gyno license plate. Yep. And he looks over, and Christine's there, tied the fuck up to some metal like machine or whatever. And you see the two guys that are working on the car, and they're talking. Not about as doing... greasy as Elvis, but. No. Uh, it's still a little greasy. They're talking about they're greasy because of the workshop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're talking about doing some not so nice things to Christine. Yeah, some uh, some kind of rapey things. Yeah, pretty rapey things. <laughs> pretty rapey. So he, they're like, you know, they they start like advancing towards her, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Let me show you that." It's like I'll introduce you to my friends. She's yeah. got these fucking tits on her. You can bury your face in them. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'll give you a free dancing lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... And <laughs> Lex goes like, let her go. Yeah, standing like kind of like smoke machines on the yeah, side, the open doorway of the garage, and he whistles, summons the junkyard dogs. Which we uh, we watched this movie twice. Uh, which we haven't done with any of the previous movies, and both times Ryan has said, those dogs are probably the chop shops, but they are, they clearly are just willing to turn on a dime if you play Frisbee with them. Yeah. So, and learn whistle calls. I'm saying, man, if there's a bunch of junkyard dogs outside of a chop house, they're probably chop house dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 
the dogs go after them. They lock themselves in like the office, mm-hmm. and he rescues Christine, and then they kiss, and it's oh, great. Yeah. And she's so happy to see the pepperoni breath face. I love Griezmann. the cut to one of my my favorite lines in the movie when the guys are in the office. Like, well, how how what are you? Gonna, they're about to leave because he's bringing down the car because it's been hanging up suspended. Yeah, and he's like, well, what are you gonna do with us? Like, well, how are we supposed to get out of here? And he's like, you guys got a phone in there? He's like, yeah. He's like, call the police <laughs> and reveal that you're a chop shop you dumb fucks <laughs> yeah. great scene so that's lex's story is very brief yeah. it was super super you didn't see him a lot in that it was mostly trip and uh and hawk that we yeah. get so now we reach uh we're basically at the the final moments of the movie they all reconnect back 8 30 at the intersection all kind of with their heads down kind of out of luck mm-hmm. uh Trip just got robbed. Hawks got his ticket sold. Uh, the ticket that he thought he was promised was sold. Jam stood up to his mom, so he's in a hot. It's he's in a better mood, but he still doesn't have the tickets. Yeah. And Lex, the only one that actually got Lex some money, delivered Christine to Disco Inferno. Yeah. The only one that actually got some money was uh, Hawk, but yeah. I guess he couldn't find a ticket to buy. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it it the one that he gets promised is yeah is gone. And uh, they're just kind of talking, like, Lex is like, found the Volvo. And Jam's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. They're uh, all just kind of like, they're just done with the night at this point. Yeah. Like, they're <laughs> So they're like, wait, what if we beat the shit out of each other? Yeah. They the would have to let us in. We'd say minute, that. Like, ditch effort. Yeah. Like, what if we just beat the shit out of each other and said that we got robbed? Like, they got to let us in. They got to let us in. And they're just like, well, we got all nothing right. else to try. Cut to, like, operatic, like, oh, and oh, they. Oh, they beat the shit out of There's each other. There's a lot of blood being sprayed out of mouths, yeah. but not a lot on their faces. It's very yeah. weird. Uh, great, great scene. Beating, and they're like laughing as they're beating each yeah, other, they're too. Having fun with yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up to the concert. They're like, uh, there's another guy with crazy sideburns. Yeah. As uh, the doorman. And he goes, you know, someone beat us up and stole our tickets. Are you able to let us in? And he's like, yeah, right. And he's like, I mean, they're pretty beat up. He's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Look at us. And then <laughs> yeah, he like, spits out of, like, blood. a loogie of blood. Uh, and Trip goes, it was those guys over there. And it's the kid at the convenience store and Chongo and the rest of the boys. Mm-hmm. goes, yeah, he stole our four t- kiss tickets and my wallet because he got his wallet stolen as well, remember? Yeah, he's like. So he goes, you go, you're going to see my Kiss Army ID and you're going to see $150 in cash. Yep. And they're just kind of looking at him like bizarre. The cops grab everybody. Yeah, they go, the bring him back out. Group. Bring him back out. And they found it. And they're like, uh, and Trip goes down to look and goes, tisk, tisk, tisk. Thought this would work out better for you. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, all right. And you get that shot, slow shot. And like, welcome into the venue. They're actually in. They're like, holy shit, we're actually, we made it. And they run in. I don't know how the fuck. Yeah, because they, they were like the last ones in. And they, they got, got that close. They got to like the front middle. They're like, yeah, they're like front middle barricade. Yeah. Enter Detroit Rock City, the song. And they're rocking out. Everyone's great. Everyone's having a great time. They're still bloody. Yeah. But like, they're loving it. They finally, like, they made it to the Kiss concert. This is the payoff. This is everything they've always wanted, everything they've been waiting for, everything that all this bullshit night that they went through yeah. has been, uh, they've been going through to get to. Yep. Peter Chris. Throws the drumstick, slow motion. 
and it Jam shows catches it. Jam slowly reach up into the air, grab that son of a bitch, and then land back. And he's back, back to do drumsticks. Yeah, he la- he's got a second drumstick, man. Yep. And that's a movie. Yeah. End credits. Jam is uh go or he's going back to uh to pa- Sunday probably school or whatever yeah probably I guess. Uh, without a doubt, my favorite of the movies this month. Yeah, my my I, I love Destroy Rock City. Oh, it's such a good movie. So much fun. Uh, I'm very excited that Eddie Furlong is back mm-hmm. again. Uh, just in relevance, he's gonna be in Terminator Dark Fate again. Yeah. Uh. Fun finding out Sam Huntington was in Psych the Movie. <laughs> yeah. Didn't realize that was him. No wonder his face looks similar. Don't know what the fuck James Bell is up to now, but uh, I was watching some clips from Cabin Fever 1 and 2, and I was like, man, I do not want to watch this movie again. Because, like, those are like Eli Roth's finest, mm-hmm. which means it's the unnecessarily goriest. Yeah, and there's there's so certain horror movies that after you see it once, you're like, that was a good movie, but I don't need to it's, rewatch it all the time. It's <laughs> not... My friend described it very accurately. It's not necessarily a horror movie. It's a mean-spirited movie. Yeah. And a lot of Eli Roth movies are kind of like that. But I like the guy. So that was that was Detroit Rock City. Uh, there was If I had to pick my favorite of the month, Detroit Rock City takes it. No problem. Definitely. Because I love, I've, I love Almost Famous. I absolutely love Almost Famous. But I haven't seen Detroit Rock City in so long. Mm-hmm. So watching that again after so long was so great. Now... It is time to talk about next month. Yes. September, month two of Mangle Movie Madness is Hunting Folks for Funsies Month. Yes. We have uh, all of that information released on our social media now. Yep. Um, At Mangled Movie Pod. Yep. So uh, go follow us there for more information. Uh, and we will. So the way we have it splayed out, what we're doing different is we announce the month. We also announce all four movies and which weeks they are. Yes. Also on that, if if you're on Instagram, you'll see it in the post. If you're on Twitter, it's a thread because of the, the tweet limit. Mm-hmm. So you'll see the month title. Then you'll see the dates, the the movies, and the, the deadline dates for sending in your notes. Yes. So week one, we're going to be starting off. We're actually going to – we started with Ryan this month. Next month, we're going to start off with me. Yep. We're going to start with The Running Man, which I have not seen. I've never seen The Running Man either. So, Hunting Folks for Funsies Month is a twisted take on killing people, whether it's for entertainment, for social experiment, for sport. 
-hmm. something that's just not just your average. I'm going to find this man. I'm going to kill him. And that'll be September 4th. Yes. Week two is going to be the original Purge movie. Not the movie The First Purge, but rather the first Purge movie. Yeah. And then uh, we got our third movie, which is all with Tim's second, My second pick. pick. Uh, September 18th, <laughs> we got The Belko Experiment. Yes, which, which I haven't I seen since I saw it in theaters. I haven't seen fully. So it's been three and a half years since okay. I've seen it. And then ending, I took Detroit Rock City yes, as the fourth pick <laughs> this month. Ryan Given gets to take a pick from me for the fourth week of next month. Your last pick is Battle Royale. Our first Japanese movie yep. on uh, Mega Movie Menace, which will be our eighth total last of the of the month, and that is uh, you'll well, check follow us at Mega Movie Pod. Check it out, see where the deadline is to send mm-hmm. notes. Uh, because uh, the way we're actually so this part of the episode is actually being recorded the day it's being uploaded because of our scheduling conflict was a little rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the past two weeks because I'm back in classes in my senior year of college for those anyone who cares. So uh, <laughs> no one cares. I want to give a shout out to all uh, people who follow me on my personal. Uh, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't really plug things. I'm not really one to do that. But I plugged the podcast on my personal, both on Twitter, and Instagram. And we actually got a bunch of new followers on Instagram. Yeah. I believe a couple on Twitter as a result, which is great. And they all come from my personal account. So if any of you are listening to this episode, thanks for following. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, and we hope to uh, to, put it on my to have you guys send in notes on these movies sometime soon, too. I put it on my social media, too, but none of my friends give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of personals, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at tpanooch, P-E-N-U-C-H. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan T. Larvey. Nice. And until next week, we will see you on Saturday the 7th? The 4th. The 4th? The 4th? That's what you wrote down on Instagram. Well, in terms of when people are going to hear the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably the 7th then. I, I, uh, Sunday's on the 1st, right? Yeah. yeah. Seventh, the 7th. Okay. I'm good. I'm good at counting to 7, guys. We'll see you September 7th with The Running Man. Thank you, guys. That's a podcast. That's that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We are so glad you came. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Are they all gone? Uh, is, is, there, is everybody gone? <laughs> huh? Good. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. I can't keep smiling like this anymore. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. A little break? Okay. Whew.